a cover version of uh, what was it rock and roll number two? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary it. Glitter. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's what it is. Uh, it's playing in the background, so we're gonna get copyright struck. So what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Sports Goose number one forty three. I'm Francisco. Joe by me. Good buddies Andrew and Charles here. Andrew, how's your day going? Not too bad. Um, you know, big game on tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, how about you? I'm alive. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we all strive to be. It's hard on some days. Today was hard for me. I don't know. I, I felt, I don't know, maybe it's the weather outside. It's very gloomy out here. Really? Maybe. I just want to know why. I, I, I have to start. I got to go join Catholicism and do absolution because I would not survive hell if it is actually as hot as they say it is. Because <laughs> your boy be sweating. Mm. Your boys be sweating so much. I feel like a Gatorade commercial. I feel like Brock Lesnar just hyping up a match <laughs> with all the sweat coming in. It is just ridiculous. I hate Florida, but yet I can't move anywhere else because I'm too lazy to go take the bar exam elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of my feeling too. Um, I, I, I don't want to take the bar anywhere, ever, ever again. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, this is uh, today. We got uh, well a, a Stanley Cup uh, playoff sweep, which is uh, that would be interesting to talk about. Um, and it won't be us. <laughs> and then we got the NBA Finals. That's happening. And then we got baseball. There's there's a few things, some some personnel changes in baseball that we'll talk about. And of course, we'll we'll go on to the AFC handsomest coaches, and Charles will crown the handsomest coach in the NFL, who will move on which, to the Final Four. Yeah, which I'll tell you now, sneak preview wise, AFC is gonna be, I think, easier to pick. Yeah, yeah, the NFC was full of hotties. That was yeah. that was uh, all mid thirties guys that make me question my life choices. Yeah, and I sent you. I'd never heard Sean McVay really speak before, <laughs> and if I did, it's been years ago. So I sent you a clip in the chat, and he's gonna be Sean McHotty over here because, whew, that gruff. I smoke like six marbles a day. Voice. <laughs> uh, and then of course uh, we've got the cage at the end of the show, and. And at any point in time, we could be taken into the Andrewverse. So, all right. Well, uh, I, I, let's talk about baseball. I, I got baseball in the brain. Because something just went down today. Uh, a new personnel change, guys. Joe Madden has been fired by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California, North America. So, Joe, you Madden? You Madden? Yeah. Uh, oh, that hurt. So... Uh, Joe Madden, let's let's take a look. Uh, it, it was it was inevitable. And I, I and I don't get me wrong. I love me some Joe Madden. He took us. Yep. He was he took us to the Brought legitimacy to your franchise in Tampa. The he started the albeit brief trend of everyone wearing uh, thick glasses and. Uh, hats with like that spiky guy fieri type hair um the the man was a treasure Mm. uh well uh unlike 
unlike uh, Guy Fieri, he's out of a job. So, I mean, Joe Madden is uh, is done. He won a World Series with with Chicago. We all we all know this with the, with the Cubs and and seemed like one of the premier managers in baseball. But few, ever since that World Series championship, things haven't been going so good for old Joe. Then he heads on over to to Disneyland and and much like a lot of things, it's 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 things just kind of fall apart uh, out in Anaheim for whatever reason. And this season, the the Angels started off pretty hot. They were first place going into the first month of the season. And MLB and MLB on Fox and all these other ESPN and, and all these other places were like, oh, the, the top teams in, in baseball are New York and Los Angeles. Look out. Even though Anaheim's not Los Angeles. But, but lo and behold, the Angels found a way to disappoint everybody. And they ended, uh, well, they, they ended May and they started with June. And in the midst of a 12-game losing streak. And they, they were in first place for quite a while. Then those those dreaded Houston Astros caught up to them. And then the Angels just kept falling apart. Mike Trout's in a slump right now. Where, where he Man, goes, the Angels go, I would assume. And, and yeah, yeah, the Angels are two games under 500. That's how awful this losing streak was. They were they are two games under five hundred. They were ten games over when this started, and now they're sitting eight and a half games behind the Houston Astros in the American League West. So he couldn't find a way to make it happen in Anaheim, but Anaheim's problems are well the same as they've always been. It's what I what I want to know is how does Joe Madden get the axe, but you know, ownership, the GM, everything in between doesn't get the blame. Because I think we talked about in predictions the last couple of years has just really just been the Mike Trout show. Anthony Rendon doesn't do anything. And <sighs> I'm not a Shohei Itani guy. I said last year, I say it this year. I mean, like, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But he, is he a superstar or is he next, you know, next fresh thing that we like? Because if he was a superstar in a two-man group, he would be somewhere. And mind you, Mind you, last year, Trout was injured the whole time. And you do have to do accountability to a degree. But name me a pitcher on that team. I think they have one of the uh, former Mets. Syndergaard? Syndergaard, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Thor, but it's not there. And you live by the pitching. You die by the pitching. Houston categorically was always going to kind of catch up. I don't think anybody questioned that, right? I I think this losing 12 games is bad. But it's not even as if you're in a position – to provide alternatives to players who are slumping. You can't bench Mike Trout, and Mike Trout's not a Joe Madden problem. It's a Mike Trout problem. Mm. And Shohei Otani not being stellar in pitching is not because we whooped that ass. Um, when we had him pitching against us, that's not a Joe Madden problem. That's a Shohei Otani problem. Is Anthony Rendon even still in the league? Is he still in Cancun? He's he no, he's you know, he's he's I, I know he's still in the league, but it's Anaheim. it's like that's that's how forgetful it is in that situation. And I think it's because I like Joe Madden, and if Aaron Boone gets the axe this year, mm. if we do not hire Joe Madden, I'm gonna be a very sad, sulky boy. I already forgot who I was pushing for that got fired last year. That I was like, get this guy. 
because Joe Madden makes me forget things. Joe Madden's not going to count as a babe for managers because technically he was fired on the day that we're doing the show, but he gets an honorable mention. He's like mm-hmm. the Pete Carroll of um of NL- MLB coaches. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I remember what I wanted. I wanted the guy who managed the White Sox that year where they were actually good as opposed Rick to Tony Russo. Rick Renteria, thank you. Yeah. Um, that's still on the back burner because I don't know if Aaron Boone survives this season. We'll see. But Joe Madden, I mean, he's going to get picked up if he wants to get picked up. He's 68. I, I don't know how much longer he wants to go. I think he would want to go. Would you want to go small market or would you want to just go to um, – it- well, Another kind of, big league team. Because if, if a certain Dodger coach is fired for making predictions, then Joe Madden can actually be an L.A. guy. I'm saying it right now. You fire Dave Roberts, you hire Joe Madden. It might even be a better option. I'm saying. I think Joe Madden, and maybe it's it's maybe someplace with less pressure. And maybe maybe he, he won in Chicago though. So I, I know all he, the pressure in the world. I know he won in Chicago. <laughs> Well, hold on there, mister. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, we, we have a contrarian here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on there. They didn't win in like, what, like 116 years or something? Yeah. We're talking fan bases, though. I mean, I mean like, the Yankees haven't won in 12 years, and we're still one of the most, like, pain ass fan bases that need a personality. I mean, handle it. yes, but it... The close, what was it? The closest they had been prior to that year was 03. Yeah, uh, closest, yeah, they they were to to with to the World Series, just to the World Series, not even win the thing, but just right. to they, they the still World Series. in that interim have spent so much money. Carlos Zambrano, that's all I gotta say. Well, Carlos Zambrano wasn't on that team. No, I'm not talking about 2003. I'm talking about like pressure points. If, if you're talking about not coming close, but I think Wrigley and Chicago is definitely a very high market, big pressure, anything, fan base, media, what have you. Probably nowadays, give it. I, I'm sure they weren't. I think it is, I think it is now. Like, mm-hmm. let me, I'm going to use UCF as an analogy for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's what I know. It's what I know. I know it's what you know, but you know how you sent me that, that thing about logical fallacies and I'm taking that cigarette drag? Roping in UCF to Chicago Cubs okay, okay, is a fine. big stretch. You want me to use the Tampa Bay Rays? I, who? The Montreal Rays? Go, oh, no. Just, okay, just give we'll, me what we'll you got. Tampa Bay Lightning. Just, just give me what you got for a pork chop. Use, use okay, so example. So... When the Lightning were an expansion team and they were doing fuck all, um, there wasn't a lot of expectation for the head coach. But once, and hell, even going in through 2008, 2009, 2010, you know, that's the years that we picked up Hedman, Stamkos. Like, the head coach at that point, we weren't really pressuring him a lot. We The pressure really kind of started to build once we made it to the Eastern Conference Final in 2011. Uh, but then we kind of fell off briefly after that, so there weren't a lot of expectations. Then we had a brief blip in 2015 where we made it to the final. Then we kind of fell relatively-ish back down again. But now that... John Cooper's won two Stanley Cups. The pressure is being ratcheted up. 
Um, I can't tell you how many doomers and gloomers this regular season when we went on a relatively, I mean, this year was bad. I'm using major sarcastic air quotes there that, oh, we didn't come second in our conference. We were, or in our division, we were third in our division. We're going to go the whole playoffs without home ice advantage. Oh my God, how terrible. There were people calling for his job. You know, prior to that, people weren't, they were only really calling for the head coach's job once they were going on these really long uh, losing streaks like Guy Boucher, uh, Rick Tockett, John Tortorella, even though he did want to win a Stanley Cup in 2004. But eventually, people got fed up. I don't really see that happening a lot with the Cubs. Um, so I think with, you're taking into winning and the pressures of winning to the environment versus the overall everything, the legacy, the established, because even though they had won for 116 years, no offense to your Tampa Bay Rays, a team that hasn't won for 116 years were probably more important than when you guys won in, what, 2008? That, that's the market. That's the media. That's the presence. That's the big agent signings. They also have big name managers that they kind of gone for. Aside from Madden, they were going for Sweet Lou. You have players in there, this whole construct. And when we talk about projects, we talk about how people love I would baseball say, Chicago. I would say the Cubs became one of those teams where it's like they're trying to actually get – like once uh, 2000, like after the year – after like the turn of the millennium, and they're realizing like, oh, okay, we, we better start actually trying to win this thing. Like the Red Sox are trying, you know, uh, and then – and then the Red Sox win it. And then after that, like, everybody's eyes all jolted to the Cubs. And then it was like, oh, who's going to try? And, like, it was Dusty Baker. Then, yeah, you said Lou Pinella. And then uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick Renteria was there when the Cubs were developed, when they were tanking and they were developing those guys, like Chris Bryan and all those guys. And then they went for the big splash with Joe Madden. As the, as and John the Lester and yeah, John Lester signed people. and all, and then like that's when the Cubs finally became a, a team that that was uh, had expectations, you know, just like when you go out and play split gate and you you know you're the best player on your on your squad and you have expectations to to, to perform, and so the same thing for uh, for Joe Madden. I'm sure, he's he's got plenty of time to play split gate right now, and he has a body of work that. It's not as – and we talked about it in the past seasons where baseball could be that sport where you're under 500 as a manager and it's all for not, right? Like Don Mattingly can still get a managing job. It would be perfectly fine once he eventually does get fired at the end of the season. But pressure points, I guess to bring it back to my original point itself, is that Madden will find work quickly. He might want to do small market, but I don't know how long he wants to wait and not have guys go at his age because he was in Tampa for how long? Nine years? Something around that? Yeah. Something around that. Yeah, yeah. he was there for a while. He, was, so, he and, went straight from Tampa to Chicago. I think the issue with Chicago is they he didn't want to do the rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were they were like, Hey, we have an ass little money. They, they and... won, then they had like two or three more years of actual contention and then like mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're blowing it up. Yeah, well, they just don't want to pay cash, and yeah, that that's it. the problem. With the, that's uh, that's also you know that that's probably like an argument against like the Cubs situation is that the owners still are pretty cheap, 
uh, when like they're they're not they're not spending like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Dodgers, even though they could, they they definitely could. They have the they have the brand and the team to like, the ballpark and all that stuff to do all that stuff. They also but, have the media rights, I think, with yeah. the Yankees equivalent. Yes, I forgot what it's they called. Have w- pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think they even have like their own channel and stuff like that. And then, like, but they're probably money. yeah, and they're they're, they're probably going to be like, oh well, we spent all the money renovating Wrigley Field, so that, and that's probably their excuse right now, more than anything. Oh, the team's not going to win. We'll, we'll spend a ton of money on Wrigley Field, but I mean, as far as Joe Madden, I think he yeah he's he's probably he's going to find a job. That's but I don't know if he he wants maybe he goes back to basics and goes someplace that will that will develop a uh, that he can develop a team into into winning or maybe a team that's like long time hasn't had like any sort of like uh, I mean, turnaround in the stuff. I mean, Philly. Well, that's what I was gonna go to because Philly's vacancy is open. And he, he's they, much more of a player's coach manager. Joe Girardi. Uh, I guess we could have that versus Joe. Joe Girardi is uh, also fired. That's something that I was going to mention there. So, oh, uh, you know what? While we're here, you know, Joe Girardi got fired. So that's um, by the Phillies. He never had a winning record with them at any point. And then the Phillies got off to a four-game winning streak afterwards. So that's... Uh, it's, you I know, just want to mention something but, ironic, really quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Coincidental, I should say. Yeah, it, yeah, uh huh. Um, so I'm playing Road to the Show right now in MLB 21. Uh, my player is in the majors playing for the Phillies, mm. and this current season, the current uh, series we're playing is in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I want to. I thought you were going to mention a different bit of irony. Which was that uh, the Phillies fired uh, Joe Girardi, then went off to a hot tear, and with winning four games in a row. And guess uh, guess what? Three of those victories who who they were against the Angels. So the Phillies firing Joe Girardi somehow created the butterfly effect of firing Joe Madden. They're like, you lost to this man. This yeah. team that doesn't have a guy, King yeah. about a castle, you're out. Yeah, so that's that's what happened to the Phillies and, 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 and the and the Angels there. But I, I I do because this this brings up another question. Uh, Charles, uh, we, we have to we, just interim look at hotties. Uh, Rob Thompson. All right, let me. Rob Thompson, the, the new the new manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. There's, we talked about this in the group chat, but uh, uh, handsome scale. Oh, yeah. You know, he was he no. was on Joe Girardi's staff back with the Yankees. Like he, he got looks a ring like a, in 2009. Yeah, I recall him. He looks like a stand-in for uh, Raging Bull when uh, Robert De Niro was acting. So, all right. So that that's uh, that's what happened to him. And I just want to know who is replacing Joe Maddon. Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Phil Nevin. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a bit. Phil Nevin is now the uh, the, the manager of uh, of the Angels. So let's see, where is he? There literally looks like no distinguished difference between Phil Nevin 
and um, the other guy. Uh, so I found out another Yankees guy, of course. He was yeah. their third base coach. So, uh, yeah, there, there he is. No, I think there's a. I mean, I think Phil yeah, Nevin looks put, a little better. Put, but... put a little, put a little dark hair in there. Same guy. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Former Yankees coaches, of course. So, uh, no, nothing doing for Charles, unfortunately. All right. Yeah, I mean, so, the only one no, I really nobody's usurping so Gabe Kapler for the Major League Baseball no. rep in the uh, handsomest uh, competition right here. Yeah. Gabe Kapler lives on. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, and so Joe Girardi's got gone. Uh, is Joe Girardi? And this, I posed this question before, and now I'm gonna pose this again. Is Joe Girardi the 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 Doc Rivers of MLB? I mean, Joe never got back into it. Like he, like they both won their lone championships around the same time with a group of players that are. You know, Hall of Famers and thing, legendary, and then kind of been riding on the coattails of that ever since. Could could you say that that's what I, happened to, to both of them? I, I don't know. I mean, this is gonna sound terrible, but he he feels like if anything, the Frank Vogel, where you know there's a body of work that's quality, but just you, it seems like he never gets the full chance, and it's kind of left for wayside on players, right? Because what he did in Orlando wasn't much. He wins this title with a studded, healthy bubble, bubble. championship yeah. Lakers. You know he has some quality in Indiana, but he needs certain guys. So it reminds me of the Marlins when he was there. He's my Frank Vogel, man. He's not my uh, mm. okay. He's not my Doc Rivers. Because no one said Joe Girardi was like, they're going to win it all. Sorry, Joe. But no one said that to a degree. That's true. At all. The Phillies never... The, the Phillies signed some guys. They spent some money, obviously, but they... They haven't. Uh, I, I think some teams, people have predicted them to win, like you know, win the division at least. But nobody's saying that they're going to go out and beat the Dodgers or in the National League or something like that. Yeah, that, uh, that's the thing. It, it's mm. well, that well, those are the, the changes in in the baseball managers. That's that's what's going down. Mm-hmm. There's uh, baseball is happening. Things. Things are going on. I mean, right now, we just want to go through the standings. The Mets are still first place in the NL East. They're still doing good. They're they're nine games ahead of Atlanta. The Braves have recently gotten hot. Same thing with the Phillies. Uh, The Marlins have fallen apart, guys, and things are bad. They had like a team uh, team meeting today, and they they to air some grievances. And well, maybe they're responding because they're winning five nothing right now. But they're playing the Washington Nationals, who are really the only team that's worse than them. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Nationals are tanking, so it's not really that big of a deal for the Marlins to be beating them. Uh, Central Division, the, the Brewers are still ahead, but the Cardinals have, have been doing really well as of late. Seven of the last uh, ten games they've won, and they're half game behind them. And then and then the rest is the like Pirates and the Cubs and the, the Reds. The Reds are didn't have the worst month of, of May. The Marlins actually had the worst month. Uh, even with the Angels' massive losing streak, the Marlins still had the worst month in May. And the Reds have, have I guess, evened out a bit. They're still an awful team. They're still a, But they're, they're no longer the worst team in baseball. It looked like they were going to get to historic levels after April. 
but they're now they've they're now they're they're gonna lose a hundred games, but they're not gonna lose 120 games. You see, so there's a big of a difference there. And the uh, Dodgers are in first place in the West. the The fraud rays are two and a half games behind, and then the Giants are kind of hanging back five and a half games, and then then the the Diamondbacks, and then the the one of the most fraudulent teams of April, the the Colorado Rockies, are are in last place now. So they've fallen back down to earth there. Then you got your American League East, the, the Yankees. Hot streak right now. Six game winning streak. Hot streak? Mm. Streak? What's past marathon? Because mm. marathons are long and they feel like they're never ending. Sign me up because we're going to fold in July. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're, they're seven games ahead of the. The Blue Jays, the Rays are behind as well. They're but they they both both these teams have winning records. The Red Sox have gotten a, they've won five games in a row. They're now back one game above five hundred. Must have found a new way to cheat. <laughs> and then the Orioles are the Orioles. It doesn't matter how large and far away their left field wall is. It's they're still last place. But they're a funner team or a more fun team. Yeah, they're they're getting there. They're. They're still in this rebuild. There's a lot of teams that are in this perpetual rebuild. The Orioles, the Marlins, the Royals. Uh, the, the Twins are in first place in the Central, which I, I still maintain is still a toss-up. I, I don't care. what Because the, the, the Indians are only four games back. Or, gosh, the Guardians. Sheesh. The Guardians. They're four games back. And then the White Sox are five games back. So it's not that big of a difference. Uh, it's so still I anybody's. A, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um. Well, f- f- first question, I guess. So, two pr- pro North American teams have changed their names. Mm. Uh, this in this the twenty one twenty two. This year, actually, yeah, yeah, this year. Was yeah, the- so you've got the Cleveland going to the Guardians. You've got. Washington going to the Commanders, or as a lot of people are starting to call them, the Commies, which I think is fantastic. (laughs) Um, So my question to you is, this is kind of an aside, but which is the better name change? Gardens. Hmm. Though I don't hate Commanders. I I think everybody blew up because, you know, they, they got on that whole... Can I say this right right wing wokeness where they think PC is the death of us all, even though, you know, this nation is kind of known for slaughtering Native Americans, just saying, when they were Redskins. Um, but I like Guardians just because it sounds fine. But the problem is it sounds more like a, it reminds me of like the Atlanta Thrashers. So it sounds more appropriate for a hockey or arena football league. But I like it more than command. I will say I like Guardians because it's it's very uncommon name. A commander is mm-hmm. not bad either. But I think Commanders have a better brand logo set than yeah. Cleveland because Cleveland's I, their their logo is awful. I hate I hate everything about their rebrand with like the logos. Like the, there's there's so many better examples uh, of what they could do with the Guardians name. I know I I personally wanted the Spiders, but yeah, I I, I 
We don't like spiders though in real life, so I don't know. But, I mean, I mean Spider Man's popular right now. University you know? of Richmond is the spiders. Yeah. I don't care about the University of Richmond. Yeah. I don't like spiders. I don't like Spider Man. He's not even really a spider. Spi- I remember being yeah, six like, years old, seeing him become like man spider. They, they could have, you know, they could have went on that gravy train with the whole, you know, trying to make a connection to Spider Man, like, like Toronto did with the Raptors, and it was all Jurassic Park, you know? But the yeah i think the commanders have a better logo set i think it's cleaner i think it works for them uh the w and all that stuff. logos not, yes but i'm not talking logos i'm talking i i know yeah. but i'm i'm i i when i see the 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 guardians i see their logo in my head and it, it's so it's a very amateurish looking logo oh yeah i'm gonna tell you their, that. their logo set's a piece of trash I don't. I don't know anybody who thought. I don't know. It, they rushed it. Whatever it was, they rushed it. I, they probably were trying to get something out the door for this season so they could start selling merch and all that stuff. And they couldn't wait to. They didn't want another year of of Indians, and they didn't want to do like a year or maybe even two years more uh, going like the Washington route, just being like the Cleveland baseball team or something. Right. Or just Cleveland. I will say, I will say this though. Um, I do. I mean, I wish it was a little less uh, hard edges and blocky, but I I do like that they retained the script logo. Yeah. On their movies because yeah. growing up, and again, this is when I'm like five, six, seven, and I don't really grasp the concept of racism like that. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought the the chief Wahoo looked kind of cute, but again, five, six, seven years old, I didn't. I just saw it as a cool. You're thinking, and, and you're thinking about those teams too, like the late '90s Cleveland teams, right? You know, uh, Kenny Lofton, you know, stuff like that. That's cool. And I always loved that script logo on their jerseys, their primary. Oh yeah, no, their their last set. I mean, as the their final set of the Indians. Well, well, not the final one, but like the '90s era when they moved to Jacobs or whatever. That was field, so Jacobs clean. Field. Like so they, clean. Yeah, those were like that was a very if you like the, that '97 World Series was a very '90s World Series. But they look but good. Both teams look good. I'm glad that they brought back that that script that scriptish logo. I just yeah. wish they would have kind of made the lines a little bit softer. And, you know, it's more mm. loopy, more scriptish, like the original Indians logo, as opposed to one where they're trying to go with that kind of mm. hard edged look to match with their really crappy main logo. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I still. Th- uh, let me let's look at it now. We we looked at it before, but we'll look at it again. Uh, just, just we're at the half hour mark here, thirty one minutes. So we 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 got time to look at this stuff. Oh yeah, the Baseball's angels been ignored for a and bit, we we so, haven't you know. yeah we haven't looked at um ba- like logos and, and uniforms and stuff in a bit. But uh, we got that. We got the angels city connect uniforms, which were uh, debuted. Uh, recently, which was just great, you know, a twelve-game losing streak, always, always a, a great way to to sell jerseys to people. But uh, let's, um, what do you guys think of the the Angels City Connect uniforms? There it's it is. Fine. I don't hate they're it. not bad. Yeah, they're 
Yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, I don't get the connection. I don't. Um, but it, honestly, I, the City Connect logos have very little connection to their cities. I some of them, yeah. Some of them are very lazy or don't reference. Like, it. I, I, like for instance, the uh, the White Sox. Mm-hmm. That thing's a piece of shit. Man. Really, I love Oof. the White Sox one. I it's love just, the White Sox. That's Southside. It's blue and it says Southside. That's it. No, it's black. Okay, it's black and says Southside. That's it. Yeah, Southside in like the, you know, like... There's no imagination. Gangster looking, like, script. I I compare all of these to the Sugar Kings. Well, I, yeah, that's fine. I love the Marlins. I think we still have the best one, but I love the White Sox Southside ones. I mean, they're way better than the freaking Cubs Wrigleyville ones. Those are the worst. Or, or the Dodgers, which is just basically Los Dodgers. That's all it is. Los Dodgers. Maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. You might be thinking about the Cubs. The Cubs have a terrible one. Theirs is just Wrigleyville. Like, the, the White Sox is clean. Southside, black and white, in like that... Uh oh wait. And that on. like like Cholo uh you know <laughs> Can we say Cholo? <laughs> I think I can say is it that Cholo Cholo's not a <laughs> I'm gonna I keep saying it, but I don't know whether that's a thing. I it's not like I mean it, like Latino people I don't aren't wanna, as I, I don't wanna kid Well but the thing is Cholo's not even like we we can't we even it's not even the right region, I think. Ethnicity? I don't know. Is it the yeah. right region? I think I am a lot of people in Mexican conversation. <laughs> I, we need our guy who does our TikTok food stuff to kind of get in on this. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I you know. know. And and Francisco, you were correct. It is actually the Wrigleyville one I was Thank thinking you. Of. Yeah, I was about to say the White Sox are clean. Those things are good. Uh, and then, yeah, the Angels have theirs, and that's like a patch that represents like the Air, like airline or the, the train line and then like the beach and the surfboard and all that stuff. All right, fine. Um, but they're in Anaheim. I don't think Anaheim's even near a beach. I mean, near, uh, like it's, I mean, it's, it's near a beach, yes, but I don't know. Really, the only thing Anaheim people think of is Disney. So it's very hard. But yeah, there's the all the City Connect uniforms so far. You got the Boston Marathon ones, which I get the sentiment behind it, but I don't like. The Marlins, but people criticize the Marlins one like down some some Marlins fans because it has nothing to do with Miami. It's really the Sugar Kings, Cuba, Havana, it's all that stuff. Cuba, but man. I get it. Miami is Cuba North. Yeah, but it's you know it's I, I like it. I I love it. I, I think it's great. Southside looking good with the the black with the white pinstripes. You don't see that much in 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 a lot of uh, know, a lot of baseball teams actually. Very few teams that do that do that look. You got the Wrigleyville, which is awful. That's terrible. Look at Anthony Rizzo. Just sad there. You know, now he's now he's doing some Rizzo jizzos in New York, so he's happy now. Yeah. I love the Diamondbacks one. The Serpientes. Like that, that I, I I the script being made out of a snake and all that stuff, like I think that was fantastic. Some people don't I love that one. The Giants is awful. Giants have a bad one. The Giants have a terrible one. The Dodgers is also lazy. Los Dodgers, really? Really? It took you this long just to make a blue jersey that says Los Dodgers on it in Los Angeles? That's And then Los Dodgers as a, sure. a hat. Uh, we didn't talk about the Nationals with the the gray with the cherry blossoms 
on it. That's fine. I, I got beef with that because it's not for for people who don't know the Washington Nationals are not the state of Washington in Seattle or anything of that nature. It's Washington D.C. So I, I feel like you're kind of you could have taken the opportunity to do like a anything associated with, like you have a picture like the Smithsonian for all you know or Washington Monument, and then you're just going that. You missed a cool opportunity. Mm. Because you have um, landmarks near your city. You know what you know yeah. the Bronx has? Like a hobo inject himself with heroin. We don't get those cool things. Uh, the 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 Astros with Space City on theirs. Looking very fun. I just want to make a I just want to make a general note mm. that I am for baseball at least. I'm not a huge fan of color on color jerseys and pants. Really? I love I mean I'm I, not a huge fan of it. I like it. Have you seen like those uniforms in the 70s? Those are awesome. They 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 make especially the guys that wear long pants made me think of pajamas. Mm. For someone who doesn't do or understand interior design when you say color on color you're assuming the same color coordination, monochromatic, or you say monochromatic. Thank okay. you. Like yeah. the NFL's um, color rush uniforms. I, right. I, but the I, thing I is, sometimes like monochromatic. That's just me. But see, the thing though, is for some reason it works in football. And for some reason it, well, are you sure there's some, there's some college baseball teams that make that thing lurk. And minor league teams too. Some and by the way, when I'm saying color on color, I'm not talking about white on white or cream on cream. That that's exempt. Um, I don't really consider white a color in that regard. Um, although white pants and hockey do not belong. Um, the Los Angeles Kings tried it a couple of seasons ago for their uh, stadium series. Mm. It just did not look right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I, I feel like baseball could do more with like uh, full. They just have to. They can't be like this. The stuff from like the seventies. If you look at some of those, those look pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, the powder blue stuff, um, uh, all powder blue. Like I don't know. I I, I like it. Um, but yeah, the Astros. It's not bad. It's not a bad one. Um, and I kind of while we're on the topic of. Of baseball, oh. I think I might have an Andrew verse. Where are we going? Do you have well, it now, or are you gonna yeah. formulate it? Yeah, we're ready. I've got it. All right, let's go. So, what made me think about this? And I don't ask me how or why this this popped into my head. But when you were talking briefly about, um the uh, Nationals tanking. Mm. I was wondering what kind of a player would they need if they got the number one pick? And I mistakenly thought that they would get the number one pick in this draft, but no, that's actually the Orioles. I, it's weird. This is the only league that does their draft in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, so I get confused sometimes, kind of like how they say that you're 22, they say it's your 2022 taxes, but in reality, it's for things you made in 2021. Mm. You're getting audited, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And that's how I feel but, about the draft itself. So I, I, I appreciate Andrew bringing that in. So what, what struck me, what's driving me crazy, and I kind of went down the rabbit hole here, is the consensus number one pick is Drew Jones. Okay. He's related to, he's the son of Andrew Jones. Oh, okay. With the E, not the E. Um, and it, it, it fucking blows my mind that we're seeing kids of players that I grew up with. Dude, Jack Leiter's kid in, or uh, John Leiter and then, um, Al Leiter. Yeah. Or Al, I'm thinking Jack Leiter's the kid's name. Yeah. And then Kumar Rocker. And then yep. we have Vladdy and then Fernando. You, congratulations. You fuck old now, buddy. <laughs> well, li- listen here. Listen, listen. I I know I'm fuck old now. I'm thirty, but it, it it's just weird. I know this has been going on forever. Like I'm looking at the Wikipedia article of second and third generation baseball players. Um, but like you know, you've got Sandy Alomar Senior. I didn't see him play, obviously, but I did see Roberto and Sandy Roberto and Sandy Junior play. So if their sons start playing, it's going to drive me insane. Or like freaking Steve Bedrosian has Cam. I didn't even know that Cody Bellinger's father played in the majors. Yeah. But then you've got Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Michael Brantley's father played in the majors. Okay. Uh, Drew Butera, I didn't know that. Mike Cameron's son is in the majors? Are you serious? Does Ken Griffey Jr. have any children that we don't know about? <laughs> he has a kid named Trey, but he played college football uh, at Arizona. I mean, to be fair, that is not footsteps you want to follow or even attempt to follow, so I don't blame the kid. Right. Like, Cody Clemens just started, uh, made his debut uh, last week, I think. Yeah. Um, the Crone brothers' father, I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going down the list here. I didn't know that the... I, I didn't know Robinson Cano's dad played. No, I didn't know that. Or, like, D, Strange Gordon, and Nick Gordon, their father. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily. It's not necessarily surprising, though, in the sum of all things, because well, I know that. I mean, Padre Rodriguez's son. Don't, we just don't know their, these players. Padre Rodriguez's I mean, son is 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 with the Giants. He's a pitcher, right? But it's it's it, it like when I heard that um, when I heard that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. was playing uh, was coming up. I'm like. What the fuck? Because I saw his father playing in the minors. Mm. He he used to be in the Texas Rangers system, so he went through Double A in Tulsa. I didn't know Rob Nen's dad played baseball. Damn, Phil Nevin's his son is is uh, Tyler Nevin. He's with the Orioles. He did made his debut last season. Do you think when Phil Nevin and then his son are at the Thanksgiving and then there's one too many, then, you know, Phil's just kind of like, oh, you think you beat your old man, huh? Takes his shirt off. Let's <laughs> go right now. You have to because it's different with siblings because I think you have a friendly sibling rivalry. But 
you know, he might beat my son, but I, I got to get that paycheck. I'm going to get that. And then this is, this is going to drive me in. This drove me insane too. Matt Holliday's son Oof. is draft eligible. Mm. Like That's it was back. yesterday that I swear it was yesterday that he scored the game winning runs in game 163 for the, Colorado Rockies, although he missed the plate with his hand, but no that's replay. <laughs> no replay. That's, that's fifteen years ago, apparently, but it still feels like it's yesterday. And now his son is playing, is draft eligible. Mm. It's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, apparently, his son. I'm looking at a picture. His son was a little kid. Uh, who was putting his fingers in his mouth during I, the... You know, I feel uh, like this version of, of Andrew is uh, Clint Eastwood's character I, in, in that one movie where he's a scout. Uh, control of the Curve? No, this <laughs> yeah. Andrew is now Pepperidge Farm Andrew. Sitting there <laughs> drinking Farm Arnold remembers. Palmer, but it's not Arnold Palmer in the can. It's Arnold Palmer specially made, yeah. rocking back and forth, thinking, oh, these baseball players don't got no idea it used to be. My day, you could have a pitcher who would go through all the nine innings, not be there for four innings. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. Mr. Andrew remembers when, you know, Rollins <laughs> had the best baseball and gloves out there. They even make a mighty fine wallet, you young gents, with your little clips on your pay phones on your Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that sometimes, I'm being honest. But here's, here's something crazy. I'm still going further down the list. Oh, boy. Now we're talking into third generation. Yeah. Um, so like David Bell's father, or no, no, sorry. I was thinking of a different David Bell. Um, well, obviously the Boone brothers had Bob who was, you had Ray, then Bob, then Aaron and Brett. Um, I didn't realize that the Harrison brothers grandfather played. Mm -hmm. I just knew that their father played and apparently their uncle played too. And then here's where it gets really interesting. Now they go into their parent played in a non in another top flight league that wasn't Major League Baseball. You had Luis Aparicio, uh, Orlando Cepeda, uh, Julian Lourdes Gurriel, Reggie Jackson. I did not know that his father played in the Negro Leagues. Boys, Although, I have to pause this real quick for a big announcement. Mm. Both Stanton and Judge have homered. Oh Just, boy. What is losing? What is losing? We're afraid to lose. That why we don't lose, boys. Continue. Okay. Um, Hiroki Kuroda. Uh, Eric Lee. Okay. I did not know this. Derek Lee's father, Leon, played in the NPB Nippon Baseball. League. I think I, I think I might have known that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And I then Luis suggested when we talked about the Nippon League. Derek Lee, Derek Lee was uh, after his playing career, he went out to like Israel to develop baseball players over there. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. I didn't hear about that. I but then, I read it. And then Luis Tiant, yeah. the one that we know of, his father played in the Negro Leagues. Oh. And then apparently there are second generation umpires. Oh, Angel uh, Hernandez can never <laughs> die. 
Imagine Angel Hernandez's kid, and he's he's like he has the same strike zone. Which, which movie was it where there was an elderly person trying to possess their like descendants just to come back? Oh, that's Star Wars. Sorry, I just gave you guys the plot. Um, so anyway, <laughs> just come back. Oh, right? Joe Crawford. Uh, let's see. You, you know, remember Joe Crawford? And yeah, uh, yeah, the NBA official. You know, most famous, uh, especially during like the the Heat big big three era. Uh, another son of Shag Crawford. <laughs> really, son of Shag Crawford. Now that's a name, uh, Shag Crawford. That is a pure up poor name, and I am all for that. <laughs> and brother of Jerry Crawford, and I guess they were an uh, uh, NBA referee family, I guess. Unless his I mean, father was a MLB umpire and he became an NBA official. How would you even feel about that? I can understand the whole athletic say, "What do you want? I want to be a baseball player like my dad." What do you want to be? I want a referee like my dad. That's yeah. kind of really shooting, not for the ceiling or the basement, <laughs> but just the kitchen table. Uh, well, umpiring is like a like a huge like thing, right? Like getting through umpiring school and then going up if, the if, ranks. If my child looked at me and said, "If my nephew were not," I mean, I would think it's still it's 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 just as competitive. I would assume. You I know? don't, Andrew. You have umpired. You can advise on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I <laughs> listen. The, cra- the crazy thing is the umpires at the major league level are treated better, in my opinion, than the umpires at the little league level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that, that That could be its own, like, goon segment that we see. I like, think we have. Yeah, probably. We probably have done it. And every now and get you know, every now and then you'll see on Twitter another parent flipping out an umpire. Uh, there was an umpire that recently like called the game because like he was just getting yelled at and berated. And he's just like, you know what, forget it, going home, you know. And he like he's a volunteer, you know. And this is like a little league game for like you know seven, eight year olds, and uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, and, and, and like everybody who had umpired was like, you know, and even like insensible people were like, yeah, parents screwed it for their kids, you know, why, why. You know, the parents, uh, he's not going to waste his Saturday getting yelled at by fucking uh, Johnny, who, you know, just fucking sucks at his job at uh, AutoZone. <laughs> no, Jiffy Johnny. Jiffy Johnny. Like... Hey, I will, I will accept no AutoZone slander. <laughs> you know AutoZone Day? <laughs> Get in the zone. AutoZone. No AutoZone slander. All right. Well, what, 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 you know. Uh, Joe's mechanic shop in Polk County, Florida. You know. Yeah. Okay, we uh, we will accept Joe's mechanic shop in Polk County, Florida. <laughs> you guys, do you know there's a Twitter feed that has about Polk County sports, and my ass almost like followed it just for the memeability that we're doing with this. I hate I hate what we've become. I'm trying to avoid my past, <laughs> but y'all are Spike Spiegeling me yeah. so damn hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at 52 minutes. I feel like we have enough time to, to close this half of the show and we'll take a look at the handsomest NFL head coaches, but this time from the AFC. All right. All right. Let me pause uh, high roll real quick because this is important. This requires a lot of attention because right. there's love at first sight, but then there's, you know, love drunk here. We can't do this. 
All right, so NFL head coaches, I'm going to go down the list. I'll put up their faces on the screen, and we'll just see which one of them make our make our loins tingle a little bit. Just a little bit, not that much. Oh, no, 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 however much you want it to, you know. It all depends, you know, whatever floats your boat. It's Pride Month, everybody, and we'll be talking about some goons because uh, we got some mm. we got some stuff to mm. talk about the second it's half of the show. It's going to be an uncomfortable goon segment for a certain person on this panel. Well, I don't think it'll be comfortable. We'll get to it. It's it's not really ah, forget it. Anyways, handsomest NFL head coaches. Let's go. Uh, first one, Baltimore Ravens. John Harbaugh. Um, I'm stuck with 2008 John Harbaugh when he was first hired. Really? Now he's kind of getting the old man jowls because he's just been employed for so long. He's been there but, a while, know, but there he is. Maybe, he's got a good yeah, smile. He's got a good yeah, smile. There he is in a press. He's conference. the more successful Harbaugh. Yeah. I feel like he would buy me extra things because of who his brother is. <laughs> okay. That's true. Seems like the other Harbaugh is a little more outgoing, you know? Well, yeah. All right. So, yay, nay. Handsome, not handsome. I'll say handsome. All I'll right. Handsome. All right. So, there we go. So, question. All right. I have an additional question or a side question. Mm. All right. Jim or John? Well, it's, it's, we, we, only, we only date winners here. <laughs> Jim ain't no winner. All right. All right. So uh, next, Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. Let's, let's get him on the screen. Let's get him on the screen there. Let's get him on the screen. All right. Because, you know, I have the images of it. I know the coaches a little bit more. There he is. You know, lost the hair already. Um, it, it's kind of like a roided out. Um, He's kind of who, who's uh, his name just escapes me now because it's broken. But like Bill Burr's remember, cousin or something. Oh, you're, you're, you're <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to say this for the joke. Uh, who was who was the damn Florida center defrauded everybody? Florida Wait, center, which one? Which one? <laughs> oh, the bald one, looking like oh Baltimore. fucking uh, Rick Scott? yeah, Rick Scott. Skeletor. I knew it was Rick. I just want Scott because I was gonna say they see he, he looks like a roided out Rick Scott. <laughs> okay, you can't do it. All right, ah, I can more, see that. More, more face flushed in. Okay. All right. Next, Zach Taylor, Cincinnati. You got me thinking what Rick Scott's doing as I'm gonna Google. Uh, don't, right. don't. You know. Uh, all right, Zach Taylor. Uh, I forgot he was a junior senator. Um. He looks goofy. Yeah. He's got like that boyish charm. There he is. Got, I'm in a little bit. Guy won't, doesn't look like he says no to I'm a cheeseburger. Trying to see if I can find him in a suit. There he is yelling. Mm. Yeah, you know what? No. Uh, he, no. No. It, it's the face. The there he is next to. Uh, there's him next to Sean McVay. No. So. No. <laughs> he literally doesn't looks like help. moral. You're gonna laugh if you've seen the show. He looks like moral oral, as if oral grew up. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do to change my mind. God. I haven't seen that show in forever. And man, is that a messed up show. Truth hurts. Uh, Next, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland. Maybe. Let's let's get a good image in here. All right. So my Google searches, man, are going to be so weird from now on. Here we go. Cleveland Browns. There he is all dappered up in the suit. Uh, I think... I think he would look better without the facial hair because uh, he's got see. some strong ass cheekbones. Yeah, he but I don't does. know if that's the angle or not. Because yeah, if be you look angle. on that, if you look at that front view, he kind of looks. Yeah, 
maybe better profile from the side let's see yeah well you know we I mean, all have that good angle we all have that good he angle. takes care of you the know beard. What? you know he's got the you, you can tell it's not a good beard listen we'll, we'll say he's handsome we'll say he's handsome all right i'm trying to find him clean shaven but apparently not yeah well you know doesn't have any here's the minnesota no all right okay all right so we'll, we'll move on we'll move on from here uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Denver I don't Broncos. Know what Nathaniel Hackett looks like this overhyped man who Denver had to hire. Mm -hmm. So there he is. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. There he is with the uh, the Packers. <laughs> no, there he, is with he looks the like Broncos at his press he looks conference. Like, he looks like Shea Wiggum. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, what? <laughs> that is not a good kind of bald. All right, here we go. How about some love for Lovey Smith? Out in Houston. Lovey grew out the beard. Lovey grew out the beard. Out in Houston. The beard. There's Lovey Smith. We'll give, we'll give Lovey some props. He's handsome at like 57 or 62, however old he is. Oh, what is Lovey Smith? Hold on, I'm going to look at this up. Hold on, real quick. Lovey Smith, he is 64 years old. Yeah, we'll give it to Lovey. Good skin, exfoliates, grow out the beard to kind of say, this is who I am now. I'm wizened. I'm going to get another chance at Houston. We'll give it a lovey. All right. Okay. Next, we got Frank Reich, Indianapolis. All right, let's 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 try to recall what Frank Reich looks like here. There he is. There's, uh... <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. Ah, uh, man. Some of these pictures are not he's flattering. He's like, like the dad from the middle. Or no, he kind of looks like he's taking the tequila shots with Jim Mersey. <laughs> yeah. Probably. That's probably how he got hired, given, given it, the way it, the Colts operate. He, he just sat down in the bar and everybody. I, it's not just tequila. the tequila, by the way. It's also the Coke. Well, listen, allegations are allegations, but, you know. I don't think those allegations. Frank, <laughs> well, according to Jim Mersey, no day, Frank Reich just goes and says, yeah, let me get some uh, – Don Julio instead of that eighteen hundred trash, and then yeah. Jim Mercy's like, "You're my guy." All right, well, fine. We'll 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 move on. He was handsome back in the day, though. Oh, there it is, yeah, when he was younger. All right, so next we've got oh Doug Peterson, Jacksonville. Oh hell no, hell no. <laughs> Doug Peterson rocking a goofy ass haircut. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, ah, <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't. I like mean, bring it up so I could just show it to you. <laughs> I, 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 of course, I know, but you know. <laughs> there he is. Like, get to the one where he doesn't have a hat on. Oh, let me see. Down the uh, middle. This one right here, like at the draft or the combine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, he's a goofy, that's goofy. dude. That's goofy. Yeah. He kind of looks like somebody who says, draw me John Madden from Thought, and then they came out <laughs> with Doug Peterson. All right. Next, we've got. Oh, Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid, but Andy <laughs> Reid is not our cup of tea. Andy Reid is the guy that you hope finds ha Okay, Andy Reid, I hate to say this, is Ralph Wiggum, where, you know that episode where Lisa you... goes, it's like, I like you. <laughs> that that was Andy Reid, must have been in, you know, elementary school coming into it, but we love Big Red. You know, you're going to get He'll some... feed me. He'll you... feed oh, me. Oh, I'm about to say, you got to get some great barbecue out in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Sometimes beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and you have to look past skin deep. And mm -hmm. Big Red gets my heart sometimes. All right, so that's that's Andy Reid. Next, we've Andy got... Reid's that guy who goes, "Let's just order fifty chicken wings at twenty-five, and I'm like, suddenly, 
Mm-hmm. Next, Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas. Uh, uh, the Raiders. Can I say things without like getting attacked as being like reverse racism or anything? Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is a type for a particular kind of woman and man. Mm. Josh McDaniels is not my type, and that's all I'm gonna say. It. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. And he he put on that weight. Yeah. Yeah. They, they on this Wikipedia article they got like the good picture of him from like mm-hmm. back in 2017, and uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Josh McDaniels seems like that. If I try to walk away, he'll grab my arm real hard. I'm just saying mm. that. I'm not alluding anything else. Mm. All right. Next, Los Angeles Chargers. Brandon Staley. Oh, Brandon Staley's a beautiful guy. That heartfelt speech that he gave about um, the inclusivity and stuff like that from last There's season. There's Brandon Staley. Yeah. There yeah, you go. I mean, he, he, he's a, he's what you call side. the safe bet. He doesn't lift weights, but he's a safe bet. His favorite – Brandon Staley, the guy who wakes up and says, I'm going to do a, a three-mile run before I go to work. <laughs> safe bet. Okay. He's the guy that you trust to at least take you to Chile and not try anything weird after. <laughs> Oh, here we go. How about Mike McDaniel, Miami? Oh, man, he's fucking goofy. But there's a charming thing about him. He, Mike McDaniel makes me understand why people like Pete Davidson, if that makes sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. It's the best way I can explain it to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's let's go to oh how about a, how about a goodie Bill Belichick? Listen, Bill Belichick's a winner, and I acknowledge that. that there's a confidence about it. You know, us we we've seen it. We're, we're attorneys. We parade around. We see that young bolstery attorney, and then there's something about prominence and presence and not giving an f. <laughs> Bill Belichick got it. All He's right, got well. your dog. Yeah, well, yeah. Dog. Let's take a look at his dog real quick. He, he, look, he 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 pulling some there's stuff. There's his in real dog life. Nike right there, huh? The real MVP of the uh, the 2020 NFL draft. Yeah, you know he's just that taciturn that you think doesn't care. There's his really dog when he was uh, making the the pick for the Patriots. So <laughs> there he is in the right there. I mean, come on, there, at, at the 2021 draft, he brought his dog over. So yeah, there's there's Bill Belichick with Nike. All right. Next. One of these days we'll have to do a dogs of NFL head coaches. <laughs> I I mean, oof. he's the only one I know of. That's true. We don't know all the other ones. Yeah, I can't, ooh, it could say it's something. A cute ass dog. Yeah, it is. Uh, next, uh, Robert Saleh, Daddy, New York Jets. That's a handsome man, bro. There we go. Look at that. Now he's doing the bald right, right there. Yeah, yeah. He looks he's good bald. Like Daniel Hackett, mm-hmm. who's looking like he's about to send me to meet a necromancer. There you go. He's got that Joe Girardi vibe. Yeah, yeah. Robert Sala's got that daddy mode going on. Unfortunately, he's not the ultimate daddy in the AFC. Mm. Oh, there he is. All right, there we go. Yeah. Next, we've got. Oh, here, here's another one. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is attractive. <laughs> Because he looks like Omar Epps. Hmm. Interesting. He does. Yeah. He keeps in shape. Bit. Yeah. Oh no. He, and he's, he's loyal. He's loyal to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Oh well. There he is. That. Wow, man. That was him when he was younger. Dear Lord. 
Yeah. No, it's the shades too, man. Yeah. And it's true. He's got style. All right. Next, we've got. Uh, let's see. Oh, your boy, Mike Rabel, the ultimate daddy, the man who out daddies Robert Sala. There he is. There he is. There with the stash. I mean, look. That's poise. That's confidence. That's intensity. Yeah. That's a guy who has a, you know, he, he knows how that laughs and a couple of drinks. He deals with the wackiness that goes on in his house. Like, jacked up. Yeah. You know, he, he ain't going to let no punk talk to you at the bar. Mike Rabel's the guy that says, all right, if you're out with that date with your family and he's with you and then someone else buys drinks because, you know, that, that's a typical young person move, he'll take the drinks and then he'll beat your ass after. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Rabel. Right. Hard energy. Hard energy. Okay. And let's see. I think yeah, that's it. That's it for the uh, for the AFC. So Charles, who Big Daddy V, really that that's Big who Daddy it is. V. All right, so Mike Rabel. AFC. Well, now we got to choose Mike Rabel versus it's, it's, Sean it's McBabe. Sean McBabe. All right, Sean McBay. He goes on. He's the he wins the Super Bowl, but that's not as good as being named Charles's handsomest head coach in the NFL right now. Oh, you said you were going to... Also, yeah, who's who's the ugliest head coach in your All opinion right. in NFL history? So, the ugliest head coach. You, you got to give me a second. Because um, I feel like this is going to... Let, let me just see how they looked at that time as opposed to aging. Um, right, I had to get the name right because my brain's not working half the time. Um, all right, let me just verify. Mm -hmm. So, I think this is gonna kind of not make sense to people, but it kind of makes sense to people. Pat Shermer's kind of fugly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, former coach of the New York Giants, and he was OC to the Denver Broncos. Let me see. He might not be the ugliest in mankind history, but there, there's just qualities that aren't for me. Mind you, this is on my preferences. And yeah, maybe a little bit Francisco's. Right. He's a goofy-looking dude. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like yeah, well, that's that's the Ugh. old ones. You got to go into more modern times now. Nothing ain't hidden right. He might not be the ugliest. Technically, Al Davis was a coach, so you can definitely throw Al Davis in there. Um, in that sense, I want to think of like. A current one that had gotten fired because everybody gets fired so much. I don't see a single NFL. photo of him smiling. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's got a goofy. Yeah. Okay. Honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention. Norv Turner. <laughs> yeah, Norv Turner. Norv Turner is an honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so far remote from the league that I I don't want to use him. And yeah. then also Mike Shanahan as he got older. He kept turning red <laughs> just yeah, kept getting God. redder he became a tomato with good hair oh yeah. he's got the hair he's always got the hair but uh okay all right so there's that's that's it so that's where we're done with that uh let's go to a word from our non-sponsors people places things concepts what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week guys i got one i want to start I, my non-sponsor is corn. Corn of the K. Yeah, or, corn or the starch. 
the, or the, the band. <laughs> no, the starch. Corn with a C. Just corn. Just just corn. I love corn. Corn is you know awesome. You can't digest it, right? Huh? You know you can't digest it, right? Oh, but maize, maize, what do you want to call it? Just corn. I love corn is awesome. Uh, I love everything about it. You know, arepas are made out of corn. We do, and we love arepas. We fuck uh, with that hard. Arepas made out of corn muffins, corn bread, roasted corn. All right, street corn. Stri- oh, I love me some street corn. Mexican street corn. Exactly. Mm. You know, corn Pop. on the cob. Uh, it's, it's, Pop. Popcorn, popcorn, you cannot affiliate it with regular corn. I, I lump it in. I will lump it in. Popcorn, uh, you know, ca- caramel with butter, the cheese, cheddar cheese, however you want. You white cheddar cheese, right? There's all, all kinds of versions. Just corn, man. Got, you know, corn oil, corn syrup. You know, corn, it's, it's uh, corn pops. Corn. Gotta have my pops. Gotta have my pops. You know, have murder some people over it for sure. And just corn, man. Uh, uh, people don't appreciate corn enough. I'm, I'm gonna give it its due. Uh, I love me some corn, man. Yeah. There we go. Uh, promo code. Uh, damn it, man. I can't think of something. Ah, loop, loop back around to me. I'll figure something out. <laughs> I feel like I should write that for you. If you yeah, don't know. go ahead. Yeah, throw yours. Throw any ideas you guys have for the for you, probably uh, you for just corn. like corny. Yeah. No, I didn't want to use that one. I thought that was too corny. <laughs> corny. Damn. <laughs> All right, fine. Corny. But yeah, corn, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I've been on a I've been on a corn kick. Yeah. What lately. led to not those, a porn uh... kick? A corn kick. For sure. I, man, I, I just you know I've been having corn muffins and and roasted corn and sweet corn. Like I, I don't know. I've just been thinking about corn lately. I, I, I'm kind of getting now that I have my baker's rack in my room. I'm like things are churning. I, I made arepas not too long ago. Like things are churning in my head as to what I want to like start cooking again. You know, and it just corn was on my head. You know, I just wanted corn. So that's that's why. So all right, who's next? I can go yeah. because I know I did last last time. So sometimes, you know, you, you want to go back to simpler times in life when you were younger. I'm what, 32, go on 33. I, I think about stuff sometimes. Evolution, growth, change. And sometimes you have to think, oh, you know, you get to a certain age and what has changed about you? And certain things remain the same. You know, your, your birthmarks, personality sometimes remain the same appetites sometimes remain the same and you ever eat something that just takes you back to a simpler time or brings out the little kid in you and no it's not tricks even though they're for kids i gotta tell you one of my favorite thing to snack on when i actually do go food shopping in full is getting things that are bite-sized i don't know what it is there's something about bite-sized even though it's probably the same size of a regular thing but just kind of like oh this is great you know but something about it and the other day I got the little bites by Enemint or Hostess or whatever, you know, those little muffins, mm-hmm. they're kind of muffins, kind of cupcakes. Yeah. And you know, they're either blueberry or they're chocolate. And I just popped that some bitch open and I took a bite and I had this flashback in being in PS 106 in Jackson Heights, Queen or Queens, New York, being back in New York, being six years old, dealing with the hecklers and stuff like that. And I'm just eating it. And that stuff has not changed. It is one of those few base formulas 
of store manufactured uh, which glue. which one what is it exactly little bites the little oh yeah there we go that you know things change coke change yeah. and then they had new coke and stuff like that pepsi i swear has changed mountain dew changed for the worse little bites has remained the same they are the constant in your life that you need that if you have a struggle and you got to run up that hill like kate bush because forgive me I, I don't watch stranger things but i know that song has been on blast and we are a slut for kate bush i love the withering heights babushka get on that kate bush that's your shout out too running up the hill is such a good song but for little bites mm, and there's so many different varieties do i want the blueberry do i want the chocolate chip do i want to get that flashback when i'm like eight years old in Polk county do i want to get the reminder of who i am at 32 33 i say what's your little inner spirit from charles back in the day to when little bite centers me because it's delicious my mouth's watering right now i might go get some because it has that sweet kind of sticky flavor the blueberry is good the chocolate chip's good and it's good with milk Let's go with water. They have I want to drink some OJ and get it for breakfast. They have s'more flavors. I don't know if I want that, but I'm willing to try anything and everything because it might be a little bite. Strawberry yogurt. Ooh, that, that's a little sacrilegious. I do I see haven't some seen that one. Though. But, you know, it might be bite-sized, but it's got a big effect on me. Get that sugar level going. Little midnight snack, man. You wanna you wanna go eat your granola bar? You go eat your granola bar. You you guys with your weird shit that you like to do with the granola bars and Francisco's big blast. I don't judge you. Protein bars, go ahead and do them. They're gonna give you gas. Little bites don't give you that gas. Little bites don't leave you hungry for more of anything else. You're full, you're fed, your soul is enriched and fulfilled. Get you some. Mm. Promo code nostalgia. They got recipes for these. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta look at this. Hold on, get inspired. Uh, yeah, let's see what you guys got. I love you, but like, I don't know if you can replicate. I, I just want to see what they've got. They're what like exactly? dirt cheap too. Uh, let's see, little bites. We've got little bites. Uh, snack placemat. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's just making the freaking placemat out of the box and just <laughs> never. I mean, and look at that. Frame. You can entertain, you know, a thirty-two-year-old man or like a six-year-old child. Blueberry picture frame. Blueberry froyo pops. Uh, summer apple cinnamon surprise. Listen, it's getting to that time of the year where we need some cool stuff. Let's see, little bites, funny face muffins, breakfast sliders. Breakfast sliders. Hold on a second. Hold hold up here. Are you telling me there's big size little bites? Oh, no. They have a YouTube video for this where they teach you how to do it. My God. Oh, boy. Let's see. What does she do? It's 55 seconds long. So she's. Oh, she just cuts. Oh, no. She just. She takes the the muffin. She cuts it in half and then stuffs it with. like strawberries or blueberries or whatever. I mean, I feel like that's sacrilegious for me. You need to put any kind of additional flavoring on there. They a jelly, jam. A jam. Yeah, they got jam in there. Yeah, that's Maple what she's syrup. doing. Yeah, she's just sticking the fruits with the with the jam and and just doing that. I see how you it know. Is. Sometimes we think that we could thought, just do things, but we forgot to ask why are we? I thought it was things? like you know, like breakfast sausage or stuff inside of it. I, mean, but, I was about look, to go crazy. Shit, man, if I, you know, you have a party, people want like, you know, they want to get the little toothpicks and get the whole platters and stuff like that. You want to get your whole little, mm-hmm. you know, finger foods, get this. I'd be more appreciative. You, I don't need escargot. I need little bites. Yeah, that's, that's good. Mm. All right. Andrew, you're up. Uh, One sec. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... He, he loves it. 
No, sorry, it was a play was going on in the in the, the hockey game. game. Yeah, yeah, it just started. Um, so my, I don't think I've covered them, uh, but it's JBL, and no, I'm not talking about the wrestler. I'm talking about the audio. Yes, good quality. Did Charles? Um, did you do JBL before? No, no, you did it. I have, I have Jabra, and then like. I think Andrew you did like skull. Head. Andrew did skull candy. Yeah, I did skull candy for my for my earbuds. Okay. I think we uh, talked about JBLs off offline, off show. All right, so JBL. Uh, yes, JBL specifically charge three. Charge three. I'm a, is it? It's an, what kind? It's of, an older model. Okay. Is it their? Oh yeah. yeah oh, well, they got. The, they're up to the charge five now. Right. So I'm gonna look. All right. I got this puppy a few years ago. It's pretty tiny. It's maybe about six inches in length by probably. There's the charge three. I found it. Three inches in they're diameter. It's still, still about a hundred bucks. All right. But um yeah, it's for its small size, it has really good base. And that's base is very important to me. Because you can get good treble anywhere. Um you know, the high notes and stuff. And that's all fine, but the bass notes is where it, where it really comes into how good the music sounds. Um, so for its size, it has really good bass. Um, it's pretty easy to connect with your 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 phone. What it's color is yours? Black. Okay. Um, it's really easy to connect by Bluetooth. Um, It'll, you can hear your calls through it as well. It'll take any sort of audio. Um, I mean, it was more expensive when I got it. I, I don't remember when I got it. Um, but yeah, it's still working great. Um, I, I don't, I, I have to assume that the Charge 5 is better. Um, I mean, unless it's unless JBL is like uh, EA, where they're hey, Pat Maroon, one zero lightning with <laughs> two minutes and thirty eight seconds into the first period. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put that game in the background, actually. Well, instead of this uh, Marlins game that doesn't matter, the big rig. The big rig. Uh, he's so annoying. I want him on my team, but he's so annoying. <laughs> he's going for a four-peat, you know. Yeah, I know. That's why. He's, he's uh, like, he's a winner. Yeah, so Charles, he won 2019 with St. Louis uh, and has won the last two with us. Um, so, yeah, anyway... Um, Which makes me wonder. I, I mean, actually, I think I know the answer to my question, so I don't want to ask it now. Sorry. It was one of those sports-related things of who, what player is the one who had the most consecutive wins in a row of main championships, and I think it's Bill Russell. So, stop, Smith. 
the, I mean, or, or Yogi, maybe. Probably had a few. Obviously, it's going to be something probably at least four. I know that for sure. Um, because I mean, Gretzky at all, or was it the Islanders, um, had, well, had a four-peat. Yeah, the Islanders had a four-peat. Uh, the Oilers didn't do four Pete. I don't. They they didn't, but they won five in like seven seasons. Yeah. Uh, they, but in terms yeah. of consecutive. Yeah, and then like the Yankees, like the you know. Oh, you 40s know what? And 50s you know what? Yankees. The the Canadians back in the. I I don't six... really count the original six era. Okay. Because it's just six teams. I mean, sheesh. Uh, Fair enough. You, you, I count like after expansion, which is why, yeah, like even then the Montreal had a had a four peat also that time too, right? Like the late seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The for so I guess this is a, a very brief learn a goof. The Canadians are the Yankees of hockey. In, in Not in the sense that everyone hates their guts, although actually a lot of people hate their guts, um, but in, in the sense that they have the most championships. Yeah. Even after Expansion Era, they still have the most. They're actually the last... They, they are the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. They won in 1993. Um beat Wayne Gretzky and the LA Kings. Uh, their backstop was, of course, Patrick Waugh. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, we got way off topic from JBL. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, JBL, um, you know, like I said, I can't really speak to the quality of Charge 3 or uh, Charge Hold 4. Hold on, let me but, look at the Charge 5 just to see what the difference is. I just want to see. Just but, uh I, I have to assume that unless they're it's, EA, yeah. where the quality of Madden keeps going down every year, I have to assume that the Charge 5 keeps going up, the charges keep going up in quality. So uh, the Charge 3 was 105 bucks, and the Charge 5 is 180 bucks, And it's uh, 20 hours of music playing time, sound output 30 watts. I mean, I don't... It's waterproof... Two. I mean, the other one's waterproof as well, right? Yours is too. But I'm going to be There's honest. I, I haven't tested the waterproof capability of mine, uh, and I honestly won't intentionally test it. Uh, I just don't trust it because it's yeah. It, it, it it's probably the sound quality. It says the original yeah. pro. I mean, maybe it's louder and yeah, I don't know handles. Stuff. I have no idea. Usually they just read the new things that to do in iterations is changing for ear placements. Mm. Um, and then also like you talk about waterproof, I'm like a real nerd here. Forgive me. You talk about waterproof. Sometimes it's just the form of IP that they are, how far the depth can go. So it might be a higher quality grade. And then maybe there's some amplified um, base that they do. I know this because of all the time I spent looking for the Jabras and trust me, I look at those elites all the time, but I'm going to go broke if I buy everything nice and shiny technology wise. Mm-hmm. But so, JBL is yeah. a good brand. Uh, Charge five. Uh, hold on, what happened here? I think we have a penalty. Okay. Anyway, uh, Charge three JBL uh, promo code. All about that base. <laughs> 
Yay. He Let's... gives me that, but you can't give me corny. Uh, I know. But I didn't want to do corny. But whatever, corny, corny. Next, let's see. We're at an hour 24. The, um, what did I have in my head before we left? Uh, I had something in my head, but I forgot it. Well, uh, Colorado Avalanche swept the Edmonton Oilers. We can look at that series real quick. Because, I mean, it was a quick series. It was, it, it was like, it, like over before it even started. It seemed like, but yeah, the the Edmonton Oilers, they uh, man could not they, hack they, it. They ran into listen. Connor McDavid played out of his goddamn mind during the playoffs. He, if he didn't set record, I have to assume he broke some records or set some records. Let's let's take um, a look. I'm a, I'm gonna look at the. Uh... The, the series. And then, apparent, I didn't watch much of the series. I just watched the... When my team is not involved in the playoffs, I watch clinching games. Mm-hmm. Um, or the tail end of clinching games. Uh, apparently, Leon Dreisaitl was playing... People were saying like his ankle was dangling. Yeah. Uh, it was being kind of MacGyvered together with scotch tape and shit. Um, obviously I didn't see much of the series. I wouldn't know, but I'll trust the people that were sports writers for it. Um, yeah, that's, that's hockey this time of year. And, uh, well, you got to feel for them because, you know, you're putting your body on the line like that. Your comment about Mike Smith being a Siev was, uh, was, was an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Being a what? Civ. A civ. There we go. That's what it is. Explain this to me like I don't know what the word civ means. Because I thought you were going to say well, simp, and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with civ, man? <laughs> a civ is. Oh, God. I don't know what an actual civ is, but at least uh, when it's used in like sporting terms, it's basically. Think of it like Swiss cheese. Like mm-hmm. everything will get through it. Yep. Okay. Uh, so like a sieve. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, maybe that's how. I mean, some people pronounce it a little differently, so that might be it. Um, but yeah, he's. I think uh, I've heard. I think I've heard "sieve" as a pronunciation as well, but I yeah. did say "sieve." So uh, he, the word that is spelled "s-i-e-v-e." Yes, yeah. I, I say "sieve." My my dumbass thinks "sieve." I'm like civilization, like <laughs> the long-standing RTS series. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, game um, but, game one. The the Avs scored eight, but of course that was a that was a barn burner, eight to six. Then the right, Av- it wasn't all on Smith though. They pulled him for uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't really matter who was behind that for for Colorado for for Edmonton there at that point, right? Uh, game two, four nothing, shut out by the by the Avs. Then game three, four to two, and then the best game of the series. Was game four? The Oilers gave it all they had, went into overtime, and six to five, Colorado. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, it, this Avs team. Because I, I, I have the receipts from the past few years where I was just, I was just I was just picking the the Avs just as the Western Conference champion. Like it's it's the Avs year. This is the year. This is finally the year. Maybe this is finally the year, guys. 
Maybe it's finally the year the Avalanche actually do what they've been building all these years for. And uh, funny thing, I mean, I think we mentioned it last episode. The, the Avs are kind of in that same sort of position the Lightning were, where like they've been building for this for years. They just, you know, they kind of made it out of out of the second round. They just always something went wrong, and now now they're pushing forward, pushing ahead, and here they are. Stanley Cup Finals again for the first time since 2001 when all those guys way back when one freaking uh, Ray Bork was on that team you know yeah just uh, Sackick himself and now he's now he's the oh, head honcho oh. but it's uh it's uh, this this Avs team is super good like, like they, I'm just gonna go down go down the list here. I, I kind of wish have. I kind of wish the Panthers had just let them win the President's Trophy, <laughs> and and they would have that little bit of extra pressure, and maybe the Panthers mm-hmm. would have like mentally had a different you know mindset going into the playoffs, right? Oh, we're just number two. All right, number one in the East, not the. Pre- I, I tell you, man, first. But a anyways, curse. anyways, um, man. So, anywho, um, just so I mean, you're not going to know any of these names, Charles, but I, I can try. Hmm. I have tried this season for you guys, but unless you're talking about days and we appreciate future it. past. Um, okay, so you've got Andre Burkowski, Andrew Cogliano, uh, Nazem Kadri, of course, mm-hmm. we mentioned him uh, last episode. Or was it the week before that? Uh, due to all the death threats and shit he and his family were getting. Mm-hmm. I recall that gentleman, yes. Uh, their captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, their alternate. Mm. Uh, it was Nichushkin, Just uh, literally. literally he, is, he is a superstar. Like people, I, McKinnon? I, yeah, yeah. Like he is. Yeah, 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 he yeah. is. I, I might even say he's the second best offensive player in the NHL. That could be argued, but I, I yeah, I like I, I feel like it's still McDavid at number one, but I I would say McKinnon would probably be number two in my opinion. And they have let's see, uh, Miko Ratnan, mm-hmm. Rantanen. There's their other. Did alternate. you mention McCarr? Oh, I didn't even mention McCarr. Yeah, defenseman. Wait, is he oh wait, he's a defenseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a defenseman. Um, he's he he scored five points. In this, in the, in the city, like he was, they they scored six goals. He was responsible for five of them, in some way. Yeah, it's which Charles is for a defenseman. That's insane. I, uh, I know the positions. I know they are usually not defensemen. The wings are not usually the quality of the scorers. I mean, you've got some guys like uh, probably the prototypical uh, offensive defenseman, as it were. Uh, with Bobby Orr back yeah. in the seventies, um, you know, I'd say probably the closest to it right now would be Victor Hedman. See, I um, view it as like the equivalent of in baseball. You don't have catchers who can hit home runs that yeah. much. Yeah, that's that's not a bad analogy. Yeah, because yeah, there are, and, and if you have a defenseman that actually knows how to play defense and has the offense, then yeah, th- those are those are the stars. Whereas you might have some defensemen or just like they're they literally call them their stay at home defensemen. Literally, they just they're right next to the blue line 
and they're they're running back as soon as it even looks like the the puck is going to go out of the zone and they have to play defense right there whereas other guys are purely offensive defensemen they are liabilities on defense but they are literally quarterbacks in a sense or, right. or, or point guards uh, like in the that's, NBA that's like that's all they do they they, they just pass and they they're, they're really good the, at it that's where you start to get like um like I said uh Victor Hedman mm-hmm. because and I keep referencing him because a he's always in the running for the Norris trophy as best defenseman um but also because he's kind of like the new prototype uh for like a two-way defenseman where he is killer on offense but he's also killer on defense he there's not really a weakness either way for him um but yeah that's anyone who's gonna play colorado is gonna have a tough time um so yeah it's a, it's it's unfortunate that edmonton ran into them um you know, I hope for McDavid's sake and Drysaddle's sake that they get another uh, another chance at some point. I think they will. Um, mm, it is they, guys like that deserve. Yeah. No one, no one is entitled to a sports trophy, but there are some guys where, like Ray Bork, like the Oilers know, have to figure out a way to build on this. Because they've they're 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 close. They're not they're, they're, they're like this is the closest they've been in a, in a while since like '06. But yeah. like, and even then, that team wasn't even like this team. That uh, they didn't have a superstar on that team. That was just a bunch of guys. Uh, but like here, like they this is very much where okay, are they going to build on this, or are they just going to be the angels of baseball or of of hockey? You know, where you have two superstars and you're just wasting them away. Or, or so that that's but i mean uh, good on the oilers they, they found a way to use uh evander kane uh really effectively he had a pretty good playoff uh this season which is uh help him you know get those gambling debts in order uh and i mean it's literally <laughs> like it's literally what 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 happens with his salary they they literally he has to pay off his gambling debts and um Lannister always pays off his debts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I uh, this Oilers team was fun. Uh, Mike Smith just, uh, dude, is he like 40? Is he like 40 years old or something like that? Mike I Smith think, is old. I think he's at least 40. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's time, dude. But the problem was, it's funny, in the game last night, hmm. um, he was pissed off that the referees allowed a goal. Yeah. Um, he thought it was goaltender interference. But the problem is, Mr. Smith, that you didn't heed the words of the of the wordsmith Steve Dangle, which is if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Yeah. Uh, Stay in your net. Yeah. Because this. Yeah, he is 40, by the way. This crease leaving motherfucker <laughs> decides to go out to the to the end boards, yeah. <laughs> which is probably like at least fifteen feet away from the net. Decides mm-hmm. to play the puck, 
and like he's like he's more tempered or something. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Uh, Eric Chernak, the Lightning, uh, was trying to slap the puck into the uh, offensive zone, and oh, it hit the post. God damn it! Um, and different play uh, hit the post, but Chernak slaps the puck and he hits one of the Rangers players on the foot. Yeah, I just that, saw it. It's it's that, on our screen too, but yeah, that's that stuff hurts, guys. And yeah. there's, there's not there's that, no amount of padding. I mean, sheesh! I I left with the bruise at freaking adult learn to skate hockey <laughs> from from someone who got a. Who I I went to block a shot because you know I'm I'm an idiot and <laughs> and uh, that's what happened to me. Mm. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of padding on skates. I mean, some people use skate guards sort of now, where it's just an added yeah. little level of like hardened plastic or maybe carbon fiber but when you're slapping a puck like that Mm. from eric chernak that it's basically taking a a 90 mile per hour fastball off your foot it it's not going to hurt i mean no it's not going to hurt it's going to really hurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway um so uh, Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike uh, Mike Smith comes out of the net, tries to play the puck, and instead he plays it to one of the uh, the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. So like, dude, mm. that that one's on you, man. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Smith's gonna have a lot to think about in the off season if he even comes back to play, because like you said, he's forty. I'm forty. Hockey forty is really old for a goalie. Yeah, hockey forty is basically Ric Flair seventy six. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple more years. I think by the time you're getting to like forty two is when you're like, all right, dude, you really need to hang up the pads here. So I'm looking at Mike Smith's contract on Cap Friendly. He is. He is. What the hell is this? He's going to be the Oilers goaltender for one more season. Oh boy. Okay. The Oilers signed him to a two year, $4.4 million contract back in uh, mid 2021. So. I I will say this about Mike Smith. He is a good puck handler for a goalie. I mean, he scored a goal a few seasons ago when he was in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, only the elite of the elite puck handlers can do that um but he's he's had a he's had a good career he's a, he's a good goalie oh, but he ain't getting to the hall of fame yeah, so slightly above average i would say average to above average is his range how long has he been in the league Ooh, he's been in the league forever uh let's see he is i'm gonna look this up real quick i just had Did it, it it's been at least 12 years. He has been, I'm going on hockey reference, has been an NHL goaltender since 2006-07. Has he ever been benched or injured? So with Dallas, he was with the, the Stars making his debut. He played for the Lightning. Yep. And then went on over to Phoenix. Uh, that was with the Coyotes when they made it to the Western Conference Finals. 
and then uh, then went to Calgary, and then the Calgary did that weird thing where they swapped goaltenders. <laughs> it was a uh, was a Cam Talbot and and Mike Smith, and then they traded for each other's goalies for some weird reason, and then uh, and now he's yeah he's in Edmonton, and so that's that's what's and then the Oilers decided to extend him two more seasons, and. Uh, that really shows you that the Oilers don't really have anybody in the pipeline <laughs> in their in their minor league system, or, or maybe they do, and they just they're just holding out as long as possible with Mike Smith. But whoever, if they have somebody in waiting in the wings, they better get him up soon, because uh, they need some. Oh, like they need somebody. They need somebody that can that can like it, they can make up for their defic- their their deficiencies on defense with a above average goaltender and with the power uh powerhouse that they have in uh scoring wise they can make up for it but it probably won't translate to the playoffs unless the goaltender gets hot so uh yeah all right so that's that's this series so that's the avalanche will face off against either tampa or new york it's 2-1 in that series but we're in an hour and 41 minutes so I don't... Before we go to the... Charles, how long do you think you'll need for the cage today? Um, It is really just going to be about the pay-per-view and a particular man that I was sending copious amounts of shirtless photos to you guys to. <laughs> so I don't think it'll be too long, probably 15 minutes at most, because <laughs> AAW Forbidden Door, that's all you need to know. Do you think we can take a brief interlude, not long, but just to address, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Sean Watson's contract could be just straight up white. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I will always have time to shit on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. As I saw on ESPN reported met 66 women. That is that is true. I can abridge the cage well enough to shit on Deshaun Watson. All right, let's do it. And the Cleveland Browns, which brings me so is much Is he a joy. goon? Do we want to say goons on this one? Or... Yeah, of course. I, I, right. well, like, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns. Sure. Okay. Francisco, <laughs> next episode... I'd like to take a segment oh, of time. Oh, we haven't done. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's. Okay, let's do goons and then we'll head to the cage because we didn't talk about the thing with the pride with the certain group of Rays players. I wanted to mention that at the very least. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, listen, I, I have as much beef with them as you guys. All so. right. So uh, we're, we'll start with that and then we'll go to the whole Watson thing real quick. But just, uh, just a quick note here. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, it's Pride Month, so a lot of, uh, you know, the corporations and teams are doing their, you know, token uh, things, obviously. But a lot of it comes from a good heart, of course. But uh, the Rays decided to do their own thing, right? All right, fine. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll we'll put on the hats and the the warm up jerseys or warm up shirts and what have you with with the rainbow colors and and whatnot. And and there you go. And so uh, the Tampa Bay Rays had you know, most players, most players, I would say 99% of players in baseball and other sports, they'll just put on the thing. They'll use it. They'll, they'll put on the warm-up jerseys or what have you, or their shirts or jackets or shorts and or hats, and they'll, they'll do the thing. They'll whatever, have maybe they'll a couple. They'll act of... inauthentic and fake. 
you know, they'll they'll talk about, you know, maybe one or two might say something, you know, hey, you know, like hockey has like hockey is for everyone thing they do every year. Like it, it, it's it's a thing. But uh, five race players decided, no, I will not. My faith, when Jesus Christ says I can't, and I will follow Jesus. All right. <laughs> and so... I just I just want to address the absolutely ridiculous, the, the argument that I'm seeing a lot of people bring up is, well, you're discriminating against me because of my beliefs, and you're discriminating like you wouldn't talk to somebody who's a conservative and shit. It's like, and these guys brought up the whole lifestyle BS. Hmm. It's like, listen, if you're going to, it's one thing if you're going to, you know, base your affiliation and whatever on someone's choice. You can't choose your race. You can't choose your nationality. You can't choose. There are certain things. Uh, I think, what is it? The immutable characteristics that they call it. Oh, in don't, don't, uh, uh, don't talk about my, my work, man. <laughs> that's, what happens. that's what I have to deal with every day at work but yes i get it yeah there are some things that are innate in in one's self that is their thing sexual orientation is one of them so sexual orientation sexual identity there are a zillion terms for it but you don't choose to be gay or straight because quite honestly given the amount of persecution they get why the hell would anyone willingly go through that? Kind of like how I'm like, why would anyone willingly convert to Judaism given all the shit that we get? But I digress. No bacon um, either. So these are the any- five players. Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. Who are these clowns? Uh, the, the guys that oh. show up in the meme with the sunglasses. No, no, no. I, I mean, do they even play? Are, are they just minor league guys? Are they your 27 men? I have never heard of these people in my life. Neither have I. I'm a Rays fan. Oof. Oof. Uh, the petty is strong. Uh, so, uh, and they, these were in-game things, right, Andrew? Because, you know, Correct. sometimes they do, like, warm-up, you know, they just wear them in warm-ups, and then they wear their regular uniforms during the game, but these right. are actual, like... The San Francisco Giants last year became the first team that wore a, in, a rainbow-colored logo during a game. In this mm-hmm. case, it was on their hats. The, the logo, the SF logo for mm-hmm. the Giants, uh, was rainbow colored for one game. Um, so the Rays decided to do that as well. Um, so all but those five idiots said, great, let's was do it that. In the, in, was it in the freaking Bible uh, like uh, the rainbow came out as uh, like God's compact, like he's not going to fucking destroy the world again with the, a flood? Something like that. Isn't that in there? Like, you know, rainbows are a Bible thing too, guys. So you're just going against God, against the pact. That, so the earth's going to get flooded. All right? So we all got to get ready. Does that Because five race players decided. Angel? 
<laughs> five race players decided to, you know, destroy the pact between God and, and humanity. And, uh, you know, I'm just going it's, by it's, their it's, beliefs. It's, it's Tampa. Saying. It's Tampa. Man. It's Pol- Yeah, expect? they probably, they'll be welcome in Polk County, as we all know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So there's that. That's enough of that. A lot of people are. Uh, okay. Uh, Deshaun Watson, real quick. Let's go. Uh, things went down. Ooh, you're gonna can get we do it, this? In, can we do this in two minutes? It's we're at hour forty-eight. Can we? But stuff, I, mean, I mean, we can talk about stuff that came out. I mean, we Charles, you know, would, would let's you talk about some massages, guys. Let's, let's see what kind of massage was he looking for? <laughs> huh? I would I would be okay extending the show an extra few minutes just so we can rag on Deshaun Watson. All right. How many massage therapists does it take for you to find the right one, Charles? <laughs> I have you're a massage official. I have been going to Bill for like eight weeks now. Or right. not eight weeks, but eight sessions. And right. you know, I, I'm 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 a one masseuse guy. All right. Yeah. The, the, do you need do you need to go through sixty six of them over a seventeen month period? And I actually don't have to ask him to touch my penis either, Deshaun. <laughs> you know, you might have more okay, I'm gonna say, Ooh. Ooh, if you ever had to have do a hot take that's gonna get me in trouble, I'm gonna do it now. Deshaun, sure. you might have more money than me. Mm. You might be more physically gifted than me. You kind of might be attractive in, in a certain light, you know. But the difference between you and I that I think is the big standout is I've never had to go to a massage therapist, male or female, because I've been worked on both, with down in the skivvies. First off, that's creepy. You just go to your boxers or briefs and that's it. And have them be like, and do anything to ask for sex with them. Even though he'll say it's consensual sex, I still think you use an asserted power and influence to not pressure but open a doorway to something that isn't there. It's a service, good man. Your your goods are not meant to be serviced. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm gonna I'm gonna die poor and broke with bad stories and some laughs I come into it, but I'll take pride and that's a distinguishment between you and I where I've had rotating massage therapists. People had uh, elements they don't stay forever. And I've been going there for like four or five years, but I don't have this lawsuit for massage therapists on me. So I'll take it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that burn about as well as I would say. Uh, well, we could... So, so I'm pulling up an article here from PFT, mm. uh, Football Talk, which I think is a subsidiary of uh, NBC. I think so. I think it's NBC Sports. Um, so it says, uh, just kind of sifting through, um, says it's possible they knew via aggressive questioning uh, Deshaun Watson's party. Uh, of their own client, there was a 24th interaction that could have resulted in a claim being made. That's important for multiple reasons. First, if this person whose name previously wasn't known to Watson's legal team uh, now files a criminal complaint, the allegations could be submitted to another grand jury. And the graphic details contained in the 24th complaint, if repeated to a grand jury and accepted by them, could result in an indictment. Um, Second, if Watson... Uh, eventually suspended for the conduct alleged in the 24th lawsuit, the Browns possibly will be able to void his guarantees and move on from him and possibly a significant portion of his signing bonus. 
So I'm I sure just, there's the recourse because obviously his attorney probably had a backdoor to this, at least recoup some money in case of the event of a termination. Probably. But I just want to say, Browns, you guys are idiots. You <laughs> Browns. They're dripped with desperation as their new star quarterback. They had one good season and then suddenly like, oh, they, ugh. I mean, am I going to get canceled for, I'm going to say the joke anyway. They're, they're the same way as how Deshaun was. They're like, come on, just look at it. Just look at it, please. That's how they treated the Deshaun hiring. That's how I feel nothing Dude, bad. I don't think this show is cancelable. I don't think we're well, at that. Well, well, you know, the, the truth, the truth hurts. Mm. Remember that. Yeah, this so, is abhorrent. We've talked about it in the past, and it only gets progressively worse because I I think Cleveland had the right to sign him, right, or trade for him. Mm. I, I, every team can go get who they want to get, unless your name is Colin Kaepernick for a reason, right? But my biggest complaint is you went full guarantee, and that's how desperate you were because mm-hmm. he didn't even want to go to you guys. Oof, that's true. He wanted to go to Miami. You want to go to Miami? That's where he wanted to go. So it's, but what's, what drives me nuts if I was a, if I was a Browns fan is why on God's green earth would Baker Mayfield come back to you now? But he's, he's not to a degree. He's still under contract with them and no one wants to trade them because they know they're going to cut bait. And for Baker's purposes, it's the ultimate kind of petty. Let's say if he is suspended for the entire year, Baker's going to play out that one year and then try to get his draft stock up or trade stock up yeah. to get more money. And, and here's the thing. That's could, a few season. Yeah, yeah, they could, in theory, franchise tag him, but if they weren't <laughs> willing to pay him, they, they were never going to pay that same amount of what Deshaun was making annual salary-wise. So they, they, I don't think they would go franchise tag him, but what you're going to do is essentially, um, holy shit, we're going to go down the road we'll talk about NFL. But what you do in this answer is you let him get up, you trade him out, and then you go for a backup free agent who's currently playing in Miami right now mm. who you know, who is um, who will be a free agent soon. Or you trade for a different like-minded talent like Tui. Baker, I don't think gets traded if this thing goes down. I don't think he comes back for the next season. I think they let him walk. But you do it for the draft capital, save some money, and you get a mid-level guy. Because if they succeed, and Cleveland could succeed – to at least get middle round draft picks, it's very hard to get a quarterback. Um, so it's just Baker itself. Why wouldn't Baker come back? Because he obviously wants to go to a new team, but he doesn't want to be blackballed. Because the one thing is, if you're a quarterback, just like a running back, if you're deemed to be a problem child who can't perform, you don't get as many opportunities, right? Hmm. Yeah. He'll, uh, he's kind of getting like down. Baker Mayfield or, or, should be starting for damaged the Panthers. Goods with all the injuries, you know? Yeah, but, but look at this this way, Andrew. Baker Mayfield is better than the two starters on both um, the Seattle Seahawks and um, yeah. losing my train of thought here. Seattle Seahawks, arguably a lot of teams. He's better than Drew Locke over in Seattle. Better than, I would kind of say better than Justin Fields in Chicago right now, but Fields was kind of thrown to the wolves and he doesn't have much support. He's better than, I think you can make the argument that he's better than Jameis Winston even though Winston looked fine in that system last year with Peyton, he saw the 56% completion. He, I would say he's better than Zach Wilson, but he's been labeled a problem child, so he's not going to get as much of an opportunity where you get Bubba. He's better than Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold's not a problem child, but this man gets his option picked up. He was traded for, for a third round. Yeah, they get Matt Corral. However, doesn't mean anything, but Baker is actually a quality starter on a lot of teams, but for the strategy of it is like, we're going to wait till he's cut and release, but 
the problem is if you you know who else was deemed a problem child and was a quarterback and couldn't get certain things Colin Kaepernick so mm. NFL petty like that yeah okay well we're at 156 so do we want to go to the cage now I'll yes do this. all right let's go so welcome everybody your weekly truplex the cage with charles full reminder wrestling is definitely not fake not anymore oh, boy. <laughs> it, it is it is mm. a scripted it's a stage fight it is a song and dance it's about men and women beating the holy hell out of each other chasing championships establishing legacies creating legacies holy hell and it is a physically demanding activity i won't call it a sport I won't call it sport entertainment because a lot of people beat my ass who are fans or non-fans of WWE and fans of everything else, but it is a physical activity. Everybody and their mother and their mother's ancestors are getting injured in both of the big companies. Um, holy crap, guys. Like, let's go with AEW. CM Punk had to relinquish his championship. He had just won the AEW championship in Double or Nothing at that pay-per-view against Hangman Page. He's got to go get surgery. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is injured. Kenny Omega is still injured. I miss you, Kenny Omega. Follow us on Twitter. Charles the True, FJOJR, Damfrey Holays, Sports Goose, all the fun good stuff. These are some big name people. Your champion had just had to vacate it, right? Well, they're not vacating it. Yeah. He, Which is annoying and confusing why at the is, same time. Why is it annoying? Like, it, it, because they're, just, they're creating an interim championship so instead oh, of vacating they don't suspend it, it they don't just like suspend yeah. it and just like well okay, if well, you vacate it grand new champion and you can mm -hmm. build a natural story of i never lost a title you guys had to go and fight me they did yeah. they just created an interim title they did the same thing when cody cut the rona and they gave sammy like the interim tnt championship and they faced off in a match that was good that was the latter match if i remember correctly but i don't think you should be doing that because this is one this is your biggest title in your company the end mm. all be all i don't like interim championships in my boxing or mma either because it creates doubt clarity sometimes you run the hot hand punk can come back and challenge it we don't know how long it's going to be, but it's got to be presumably at least three months worth. That's my guess. Because I think you can go not defending a title for a month. That's that's my that's my you know pause. If you have your person keep coming back and everything like that, um, because you got to remember with any kind of injury, it's not just surgery. There's also what boys physical rehabilitation, and then also the third component, getting back into ring shape. Mm what's ring shape taking bumps and bruises and if you tear something pop something hurt yourself um you're being thrown to barricades you're falling off ladders you're getting body slammed on like plywood that's underneath like minor soft cushing your body might not be ready for that in comparison to charles who like has to wear an elbow sleeve every now and then because his body can't bench anymore two different kind of things um you create interim championships it creates confusion do they even go as an acknowledgement of being a champion or is it just an interim title? It, it, it does it lessen yeah, as it. As soon as he's back is, is like, okay, well, you're not champion no more. Because you're just going to create this whole thing of, and this is where it really trips me up a little bit because it's already been kind of spoken and stipulated about that. Oh, when he comes back, you're going to have the current champion versus the interim champion to, to qualify the disputed champion. But if he's still your champion and you're not vacating it, then then why are we even facing it? It's different. Like wrestling storylines, I'll give you an example where this makes sense. If CM Punk wrestled in a non-title defense against 
John Silver. I like John Silver. We're giving him a shout out. His birthday was the other day. John Silver follows on Twitter. He's on the Dark Order. He's a uh, Johnny Hungy. Um, and let's say John Silver pins CM Punk, submits CM Punk. That would earn John Silver a championship match, would it not? That's really the logic that you go to. So what's the whole point of being like, we're not going to strip you the title. It's not strip is such a harsh word. This is vacated due to injury. It's a euphemism, but it, it's the proper kind of euphemism. So we're going to vacate it because of injury. And you can come back and challenge it if you need to create a story out of it. But if you're not going to vacate it to the injury, and we're talking about two or three months, and here's another thing to understand about injuries. Sometimes you're not ready within the time frame. correct? Setbacks, sepsis occurs, all these fun things. Um, so what's the whole point of the interim challenger and interim champion if you're just going to say, yeah, um, you're still not acknowledged, so but you get an automatic title shot against me? I, I don't I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it in my combat sports. I don't like it here. I think it kind of muddies the waters a little bit. So what they're going to do, though, I mean, I don't own the company. I don't write the stories. It's on them. Sure, whatever. What they're going to do for AEW is that on Wednesday, which I have to watch it, right? They're going to do a battle royal to start the show. And then whoever goes and wins that battle royal will face John Moxley. Um, later that night to get one spot because there's a pay-per-view Forbidden Door, which I'm so sick of that name. And then now you named a pay-per-view out of it. Are you mocking me, Tony Khan? I feel like you are. Um, where whoever wins from Dynamite can challenge either Hiroshi Tanahashi or Hiroki Goto, um, two New Japan wrestlers. Her, maybe I'll do like segments, like, you know, since we're doing Forbidden Door, maybe I'll do like to learn a wrestler kind of thing. Hiroshi Tanahashi is the ace. He's basically a John Cena of so, New Japan. I, I have up here on the screen uh the actual like i guess press release of this mm-hmm. aw it's it's officially called the aw interim world championship eliminator series yeah and that's, that's the thing so whoever i know so whoever wins new japan side will go against the aw side at forbidden door to crown your interim champion and then they'll go against cm punk it's convoluted. It's complicated. Wrestling, I think, is at its best when the storyline leading to the ring is simple and let the acting really come out into the ring. I hate it. Lo and behold. But what do I get what I want? The only time I ever feel like things are going my way is when I have a bag full of little bites in my mouth. And I might get that later after I eat my Cuban sandwich. Um, but continue with the injury arc. And I can make the cage short for it now because you know these are the fun parts. I can entertain it. Wrestling happened over the weekend. Hell, a cell happened over the weekend. I I believe Roman Reigns is injured. No one wants to confirm that, but he didn't defend at all. But some, so something happened before oh, the pay per view, and this is sometimes the difficulty of um, shows, right, happening before a pay per view. So Cody Rhodes, you know Cody Rhodes, that Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes who used to be WWE, son of Dusty Rhodes, went over to AEW as their VP. I give him multiple shout outs. I support him for sticking to the man. He sold out for the money, and I support him even more because you get paid, fella. You get paid um he had a match with seth rollins this oh, was supposed McFoley's to be the end today. feud happy birthday mcfoley you know I, I think i learned to like him in life later i think out of all the mcfoley iterations i liked him most as cactus jack because that's when he went intense um watch his stuff from wcw watch his stuff from new japan him invader he you know, i just oh, remember man, so the good. mankind days yeah mankind's fine but then it came to the comedy of like mm-hmm. rock and sock connection and i, I just uh, have the video game connection you know so. and that's fine yeah. i think dude loves my least favorite um the mick foley controversy goes as this mick foley got multiple runs with the wwe champion or wwf championship at that time and i don't know if he was a guy who should ever held the main title but then i realized isn't that what you want to do is spread the wealth around instead of everybody being a hulk hogan 
and a Steve Austin and a Rock and holding title forever. But you change in life, you develop, and I learned to appreciate Mick Foley a lot more um, <clears throat> when I watched his death matches because you're like, holy shit, this guy's gonna die for me. But anywho, speaking of another guy who's gonna die for you, oh, Cody yes. Rhodes got hurt, like legitimately hurt in the weight rooms. He tore his pectoral complete terror and for yep. the kids out there who don't know anatomy and there's a lot of men who don't know anatomy deshaun watson fine f it i don't care what's he gonna do no you cry at me sue me um yeah that's graphic right a tear of your pec doesn't just go into like your your pec it goes all the way down your arm Ugh. and he it was announced that he was gonna wrestle i'm thinking it's gonna be a squash or i'm thinking he was gonna have a stand in somebody returning and stuff like that no he came out in a steel cage match in the hell in the cell you know that thing where anything goes but now it kind of changes how, how painful um, is that <laughs> oh yeah i have hurt myself working out where i've like strained severely without ripping or pulling anything um my shoulder leading down to my bicep from benching wrong and it took me about 18 months or two years to even go back to feeling comfortable just bench pressing mm. whatsoever so this man did a complete rip and a complete like just pull tear off so he went and he had a 20 minute match and it was what he needed because he's going to come back he's gonna be the ultimate baby face he might be back in time for the royal rumble let him win the rumble let him get mania let him go against seth we'll talk about the hell of a cell but he, obviously there must have been some level of doctor clearance to allow him to go mm. i would feel but that ish hurts and it, it it's you don't play football with a pec, torn pec. You don't play basketball with a torn pec. You definitely don't play baseball with a torn pec. I don't know about soccer. You just move your arms around unless you're a goalie or whatever. Maybe you can. I'll give it a pass. Football. Um, hockey, you don't play with a torn pec. Maybe I don't know them Russians and Slovenians. They're very they're, – they're, they can high quality. They can, beat a, they can beat some ass, right? But wrestling, you're talking about maneuvers. You're, there's not one part of your body that's sedentary – he did the pedigree and stuff like that. Major respect. Major, 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 major respect. And I think that's just the legacy cementer. And it's a pun intended because he was part of the legacy faction with Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. So if for anybody who's listening, you're welcome, wrestling nerds. Um, but you, you gave my respect because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling Cody. I wasn't feeling Cody when he came back. I liked his match at Mania. I thought it was better his first match was better than the second one, but it's kind of hard to grade these kind of matches because you know it's there. But if anybody deserves the biggest round of applause, it's Seth Rollins because imagine having to be the other guy to be the safe worker and not aggravate anything worse. And Seth did it like a professional. Um, so Cody's going to be out for a bit, but that that is gruesome. Like before I go into Hell in a Cell review, what is your thoughts, the both of you, on what you just saw? on Cody's chest because I th you know what the problem is though that's a whole bruising and that neck tattoo is still more offensive than the bruising on there <laughs> I it it looks like you know like uh was it like that red um krill or something that goes in the oceans and stuff like that yeah it just kind of completely like messes up the entire coast like that's what that reminds me of just like I don't know man that the, it, it, or I mean, it, it looks like would a you perform? Hell no, hell no! I don't even know how I could lift my arm after that. And here's the thing too: you're still getting paid regardless. Yeah, 
I mean, he, I mean, he's the new, he's the not the new guy, but he's you know he's he's he's, he's starting up again. He, he, the prodigal son. Yeah, but he's starting Maybe up again like with them, but like I, I don't know, I, I have no idea. Trying to show Andrew. Uh, yes. Do do you what do you think about this gruesome ass bruise? Oh, it is gruesome. Uh, but not worse I, than a neck tattoo, right? No. I mean, I, I, I thought he was an idiot for going out there, but from what I've been reading, apparently he couldn't have injured it any worse and stuff and stuff and stuff. I don't quite remember what I read, but kind of the general gist was he got the doctors basically said, look, you can't injure it any further. Oh. Uh, I still think he's an idiot, but given how cutthroat the WWE is uh, and how bloodthirsty Vince McMahon can be, literally and figuratively. You know what? You had a good point that I'm going to tack on. I just have to not forget that. Um, I can see why he did it. Um, hmm. But anyway, go. what was that your point? So I do feel that sometimes if Vince is trying to give you a push as a wrestler and you get injured too often, you will never get a push again. Because time is relative in Vince McMahon's world. And he can keep trying to make you consistent and say it's your time. Like John Cena, your time is now. Um, until the crowd can finally get over and stuff like that. Damn, that's two wrestling puns. Wrestling goofs, you know, over here. <laughs> or you can have like one bad match or get injured often and just disappear. And I always think about the Revival, who are FTR now in AEW. They're a high class in NXT. And then they came up and they got injured. And they kind of disappeared in between. One of a couple of titles disappeared. Or AOP, the authors of Pain, same tag team. One of the guys gets hurt, happens too often, you just go. It's a dangerous game. And even though Cody is, you know, God's favorite child in the eyes of Vince McMahon now, um, time is relevant. And mm. Vince's patient is short. And he only cares about that almighty dollar. So holla. And let's holler to Hell in a Cell in a brief review. I gave you the predictions last week. I wasn't going to watch it. But I'm like, it's Sunday. I was celebrating my five-year anniversary working. So I was like, oh, you know, let's take away from, you know, being a professional into being a man-child that I am. So I decided to watch a little bit. I, I didn't play Amazon Delivery Man deals with Spectre Ghosts. I need more time to play. I, I swear, like, I I'm, I like Death Stranding six hours in. I don't know how you feel about it, Francisco. Yeah, but I'm I starting like to get it. into it. I, I, it. I find it relaxing walking around. Somehow. Oh, sure. And then boom, BTs. You're like, oh no, uh, well, yeah, yeah. It, you know, kind of like I, I can feel like my butthole go up higher. I labeled this Death Stranding. We finally actually are talking about it a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our title, so we had to make a reference, so yeah. no one kind of like, you know, was wondering what the hell. But anyway, decided to watch it, and it, it overperformed as a pay per view. I didn't even watch WrestleMania Backlash that much. I watched like two matches, but I watched everything from start to finish here. So. Match of the night was probably the women's triple threat. Like both Bianca and Becky have been just doing next level work. I think it, they had the best mania match. I think they're my best WWE match of the year so far um, from the mania match, but this was very good too. And it's shortly Bianca won. They're going to continue the Becky feud. They might continue the Oscar feud too, which makes me think they're going to go to a ladder match. The next pay-per-view is going to be money in the bank. We'll see what happens there too early to talk about it. Bobby Lashley versus almost an MVP. Cedric Alexander interfered. Eh, it was a match. 
I like Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Remember the funny storyline is Ezekiel is really Elias, but he's been saying he's Ezekiel now, Elias' brother, and Kevin Owens is going crazy. Owens won clean, but they're going to continue after. Judgment Day, consisting of Edge, Priest, or Damian Priest, Ray Ripley, defeated AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Liv Morgan. Ooh, very important of what happened, Andrew, because Edge was a leader of his faction on a Sunday. Uh-huh. And on a Monday... He was getting his ass beat by his team members. I guess there's a swerve. Edge is no longer part of Judgment Day. Finn Balor's now taking over as a leader. They did a concerto on Edge. So Edge went from being a bad guy two months ago to now getting screwed over by his own team and faction. I don't know why. Maybe it's a desperation ploy by Vince since Cody got hurt. I I think they could have marinated a lot better, but I'm all for heel Finn Balor, and I'm all for heel Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at SummerSlam. I'm kind of like getting that little tingle like I had with Bobby Brock feeling into it because there's so much history. It all just depends. Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. That was an interesting match that went down, um, you know, in a no hold barred match. That was kind of like Moss's coming out party. And it was very good. Um, it was just brutal, like 12 minutes of them trying to beat the holy hell out of each other and kill each other. Theory versus Mustafa Ali, probably the week match well, one of the weaker matches of the night and then you had cody rose versus seth freaking rollins cody won the match we already talked about it, but they were able to perform shout out to seth because he came out in dusty Rhodes attire so dusty when he was in the wwe was wearing polka dots um so that, that was kind of his thing now uh, Seth came out of there and he's played that head game before. Like when he was going against Dominic Mysterio at SummerSlam two years ago, he came out with Ray Mysterio's Halloween Havoc 1997 match. Great match. You guys should watch. It was him versus, was it Chris Jericho or was it Eddie Guerrero? I think it was Eddie Guerrero. Um, or Dean Malenko. Almost certain it was Dean Malenko. It's going to bother me. I have to check it real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I need to know this because it is literally a fantastic match. Ray Mysterio. What do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Almost I, encycl- look- yeah, this is. We'll Andrew see. verse with Charles verse. It was yeah, it was Eddie Guerrero. Whew. Oh my All right. god, we're, we're, we're not going old. Damn, we're not this going is old. Amazing. <laughs> we're, we're not getting too old. I remember I name dropped that match to it a, a couple months ago, or on a different on our show, but a different episode. And we're like, ah, so, some matches like wrestlers have been around for a long time. You can always name that match. We're like you need to watch this. You need to see this. It's pretty great. So, um, him and Cody behind game. Seth was. Seth Rollins has gotten so good at his facial reactions and everything. Like he was looking at Cody being injured, like a wolf about to attack his prey. Match was adequate. Pro- it's hard to grade it, but it was the most emotional match to watch, and you were invested, and the crowd was into it. And damn, was good. Cody ends up winning. He hits a pedigree, um, which is Triple H's move. Does a couple of crossroads. They got to a moment where they use a bell cow whip, and it was emotional. And Cody won. And, and like, damn man, that pay per view overformed, and it may make me want to watch non-important pay-per-views for a while but granted we're getting to that season now because we're gonna have money in the bank soon and then we'll have SummerSlam, and then we'll get it going survivor series i'll probably call off of it but overall pleasantly surprised oh nxt had a pay-per-view this weekend i watched majority of it it was good too for um takeover in your house maybe i'll do a little mini review on it um but you know highlight match of that night i would say was probably creed brothers versus um, pretty deadly who I think pretty deadly is kind of winning me over uh, as being, they remind me like 1980s heel characters, but their whole thing about going, yes, uh, boy, cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, close, yeah. it, it just cracks me up, man. Cause I can see myself saying yes, boy. Cause I say, Ooh, child every now and then when something crazy happens, um, 
I feel like people know too much about me now. This is embarrassing. So that's all I got for you this week on the cage. Good job, Cody. Get well soon. Probably going to be out for six months. But if they do this right, do this right. Let Seth be champion by the time Next Mania comes around. One of the championships, if they ever like split up, have him um, have Cody win the Royal Rumble. And then you get number four where Cody wins the big one against Seth. Because you might as well do it, right? That's just me. Mm. All right, so uh, we'll let Splitgate close those out here. We you know, get a few more cents here while we're, while we're at it. And yeah, that's our show, everybody. So we will see you guys next week. We'll probably have the Stanley Cup final, and uh, we'll actually might talk about some NBA because it might be over too by that point. So, <laughs> all right, that's it. Bye bye. Good night. Good night, everyone. Take care. <laughs>